physical presence. What are you thinking about, Norman? That last part where he said, I am happy. Well, don't you want Jerry to be happy, Norman? Honestly? Yeah, what's on your mind? I would be happy if Jerry had no emotions whatsoever. Because the thing of it is, once you go down that road, here's Jerry, an emotional being, cooped up for 300 years with no one to talk to. None of the socialization, the emotional growth that comes from contact with other emotional beings. So, what happens if Jerry gets mad? You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. What's up, you guys? Mm-hmm. Just, just feel it. <laughs> this is. Mike didn't tell us he was gonna do this. Nope, so it's got, kind of rolling. With it's it. got me moving though. Under the sea. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three zero of the Buzzkill Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And we're talking about the Little Mermaid today. Under the sea. Yeah. No. Wait, no, we're not. Life is much better down where it's wetter. <laughs> Listen to me. All right, guys. Under the sea, you and T. Under the sea. All right, sh- both of us <laughs> need to shut up and talk about other things. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, so uh, we are the Buzzkill Podcast, and today we're talking about. I wrote down title terror. Title terror. Title terror. Title terror. Just because I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> but then. Um, I really, uh, yeah, I never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a gr- it's a great story, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, what's going on, boys? What uh, have you been up to? Oh, my, oh, jeez. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, I just let the air out of myself. <laughs> uh, Michael, why don't you, uh, why don't you add to this saga for us that you've oh, been okay. telling about for the, us about for the last couple weeks? Okay, so if uh, if you were a quick run through yeah, the first couple, if you're of days. a frequent listener to the show, then you've heard the last two weeks I've been talking about trying to get my hands on these damn Evil Dead tickets, right? These Book of the Dead original premiere tickets. Uh, I've been it's been this eBay saga of them going on sale, selling them, being reposted. As of a couple of days ago, they got reposted again for the fourth time. At this point, the well, scenes and Jay actually made a joke. He did. Last last week when I missed out on the second one, he goes, well, don't worry about it. They'll put them back up tomorrow. (laughs) And then they did. And they did. They showed (laughs) back up. I did not... Well, um, I did not uh, bid on those, though, because the price went up really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm out then. So I see them go up for a fourth time the other day. I go, this is is weird. Same guy selling them. Same picture. And I know they're selling every single time. So... I send the guy a message and I say to him, uh, "Put my mind at ease. Like this is, it, I'm a little, I'm a little bit concerned about the validity of this, being that they just, you know, write one right after another." And he sends a message back, going, "Oh, don't, don't worry. Uh, everything's legit, 100%. You know, uh, I worked on three of the movies, so and they're all, so they're all legit." And so I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? This guy worked on my favorite movies of all time. I need to know more about this." So I, I, I email him back. And I say, uh, I said, I said, I have to ask, what what did you do on these movies? Well, no, first you noticed his name. Well, no, I, this is, I'm not there yet. Oh, I okay. sort of noticed it at the same time. All right. When I said, when I asked him what he did on the movies, that was around the same time when I, I realized his. I'm not going to say what his name is because I don't want you know, whatever, not my place. But 
something something interesting about his his uh, username. And uh, uh, so he sends he sends it back and he goes, I uh, I was a fake shemp on the first one. I co-wrote the second movie and I did voices in Army of Darkness. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This this can't be real. This cannot be real. I, I know who wrote Evil Dead 2. Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel. Mm-hmm. Scott Spiegel being somebody we talk about a lot on this show. Right. You know, director of Intruder, uh, Dust Till Dawn 2, Hostel 3. Like, he's... he's Evil Dead 2 is my favorite movie of all time. So I'm like, this, this cannot be real, right? So I go, is this Scott Spiegel? Am I talking to, like, the actual Scott Spiegel? And uh, I go, if I am, this is ridiculous. You know, and I fanboyed for a moment. Not, nothing crazy. I didn't want to scare him away. But uh, He cleaned his keyboard off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, then, so then I hit send on it, and I didn't hear back from him for like a damn. Like, oh, crap. If it was him, maybe I just scared him off oh, by fanboying. Like, Son of a bitch. So today, uh, when I'm at work, I'm, I'm at lunch doing something on my computer, and I see eBay message pop up. I go, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so I go to it. And uh, his Calls response, off work. His, res- go. <laughs> his response was, uh, right you are. Thanks, you know, for the kind words and this and that, blah, blah. And he's like, send me your address. I'm going to send you some autographed stuff. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, That's awesome. Blowing my mind. Like, so cool. Like, you have you have certain people that you, like, you idolize or whatever, you know, and, and a lot of times they can really let you down mm-hmm. if you interact or meet them in real life. Like, Axl Rose. I will never meet Axl Rose. Even if I had the opportunity to, because I'm sure he's a giant douchebag. <laughs> and I don't want, I, you know, he's, he's rock star, like, legend, you know? I don't want that to be tarnished. Um, but Spiegel, so far, seems like the coolest dude ever. Like, he seems like he's super appreciative. I have to imagine that not too many people call him out like that, so no, it's probably nice to him. No, I didn't, I didn't ask you. Did you get around to asking him if he will just straight up sell not, you one not, of the... Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Because he said he's got some left, right? He's got a few left? Yeah, he's got some of the red ones left, and he said he's got several red and some green. I'm almost wondering if this last auction might be the last of the green. So I'm still going to bid on it. And actually, I may have cleared out a certain chunk of change on my credit card to ensure that that happens this time. Because the story to go along with these these tickets that I've been after for like a decade. You should have asked him first, though, because now you stand to maybe spend... Like, if you win this auction, you might I'm okay spend with it. Honestly, way more. Yeah, I'm okay with it. If you could have just said, hey, what if I give you X amount and you give me well, the tickets? Yeah, I don't know. I <clears throat> I don't know. I don't I'll, know. I'll pay for them. I'm fine with it. But I, don't like, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so so that's, that's Mike's story. Yeah. We actually all have a little bit of a story today. Uh, we, Jay and I haven't talked to each other in a few days. No, not at all. And I had something weird happen at home yesterday. And I, I told the guys today, I was like, hey, make sure that you remind me to tell you about this weird story. And none of us reminded you, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you remembered. But then, but then Mike's like, oh, we all have a story. And I said, what's Jay's story? And he has a similar story. We both have... Uh, a, a, the fact that we both had something strange and almost sort of... Now, paranormal kind of okay. is this kinda, your story or is this a story from somebody else I have the, here's what I'm there's get, three stories here's what I'm, here's what I'm getting at it like so something happened to me something happened to Jay something happened to uh, a friend of mine uh, a good my good buddy's wife and her kid mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of stuff going on I don't know maybe that crazy Michigan wind blew all kinds of uh, something wicked this way comes Ooh. or maybe it's the sinkhole I'm going to get a hold of one of the sinkhole crews and find out if there's like a river of pink slime going through the sewer system. Yeah. 
So anyway, Jay, why don't you tell us your story? I was laying down some drum tracks today, and I'm just in my groove. My my head's a jamming, arms are flopping all around everywhere. <laughs> He's and, a very uh, floppy drummer. <laughs> yeah, but right in the pocket. <laughs> and, and I turn over and I look and I see a face for a split second that flashed up and then went away. Like what are you? Like where? Where? Because I'm looking at your like, drum set right like, now. What uh, are you? Like over my the right behind the mic that's at the ride symbol. There's a face. Mm-hmm. Like a. A human face. Yeah, like a, like an evilish kind of scary face. It was evilish. It was it was just really quick. I was like, oh shit, that was a face. But I couldn't. I didn't want to mess up the take I was doing, so I kept drumming. <laughs> I didn't miss a beat. No, how many hits of acid had you done? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay sees a face, a weird face. Yesterday, I am uh, in the spirit of full disclosure. I was about to get into the shower, so I was completely naked in the the buff i was in the buff and it was very sexual and i'm so uh (laughs) just paint this picture bob ross just just paint it put a little happy dick (laughs) (laughs) and and right by that dick lives a happy little bush (laughs) um so uh my daughter and i were the only ones in the house she's sleeping (laughs) So, uh, sorry, let's let's add another child over here because there's no such thing as mistakes, just happy accidents. Oh my god, <laughs> come on, that's mean. Uh, so anyway, uh, she's she's taking a nap. I am I'm walking from my room where I grab my towel. You know, I'm I'm going to, and I get uh, like a uh, I think like a Twitter notification or something. I'm holding my phone. I see I f- feel my phone buzz, so I'm checking it out. I stopped in the hallway. And I'm looking at Twitter, and all of a sudden, like, it, almost as if it was, like, pressed up against my ear, I hear a whisper in my ear. I was, shit you not. Like, it was, it, it like, no discernible words or anything. It was just, like, it came on really strong, and it was just like... <sighs> and then I was like, I gotta actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a picture... Uh, it's of my upper thigh, so I apologize. <laughs> but I have to show this to you because I like. Now you can't show me. You can't show us this without us putting this. It's gonna on, go on, on the, the Tumblr. Tumblr. Okay. Look at the goosebumps I got when this happened. <laughs> Holy shit! Like wow. it looks like a freaking mountain on my leg. I it, it scared the shit out of me, and I just stood there, frozen for like ten minutes, just like just gotta not, let, let not, it go. Not man. so much scared as <laughs> let it go. Not as much like not so much scared as I was just curious like is this gonna happen again if i stay here then i moved to into the bedroom and kind of looked around for a while because i was i swear it was like right in my ear and, and that's crazy that was, so, that was the so first spooky. experience i ever had here was it no yeah, it wasn't yeah when i was sitting down here working i'm at the desk oh a whisper can started rattling on the table and yeah. then a guitar cable just that was coiled up just slid off the table and fell and then i felt the presence get to my right ear and it just went Shuff. yeah <gasps> and it was, it was, or something it was really really creepy if I go home tonight yeah. and I'm lying in my bed and that happens to me I'm offing myself like, it was I don't know I, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I got goosebumps and I got chills and I even have like chills talking about it right now but it wasn't scary so much mm-hmm. so then my my buddy his wife is at home with her uh, with their daughter and uh, she the, the daughter is looking up their stairwell and she goes, she goes, mommy, who's that man? And and my friend's wife goes, what man? What are you talking about? She goes, who's the man standing at the top of the stairs? And she's like, ugh. And she goes, <laughs> and and she goes, what are you talking about? And the little girl goes, uh, 
it's it's a man. He's Max. His name is Max. And and so my friend's wife is just like, I don't want anything to do with that. And the the little girl goes, Let's go see let's go check it out together, mommy. <laughs> and, and she goes, Uh no. And then they kind of started to walk that way and then the little girl goes, Oh, he's he's gone now. He saw us coming. He left. Like, that's freaky. Dude, kids see, so, I'm, so I'm she convinced. put this she put this on Facebook and then, you know, like mm-hmm. as it will the comments just lit up with other people talking about all the experiences they've had. Experiences that they've had recently, too. Yeah. That's why I'm saying there's something going we on had, in Michigan we had crazy right now that's storm, crazy. Crazy yeah. windstorm yesterday with like 50, 60 mile an hour winds. 68 mile an hour winds. Yeah, they were crazy. Uh, in Howell, I think it was, there was hail the, so- bit, like the size of cantaloupes. Really? I'm not kidding. I saw a video of wow. it. It was the most insane hail I've ever seen. Like, the guy actually had a picture of it. He had two hands to hold. It's amazing that it's it's, nuts. like because that would just destroy your car. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the video was from uh, from inside the house, and they have a carport outside. And just to hearing this hail hit the carport, it was like like the sound was just completely like blasting out every time it would hit because it was so loud. That's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. There's something going on. There's yeah. something in Michigan. That so, damn uh, sinkhole. <laughs> that day, I, I, I bet you it's Vigo, the Carpathian. It is. And uh, the pink slime, something. So anyway, uh, that's that's all we have for you for uh, for our fun stories. Can you beat those? Uh, yeah. If anybody's got any cool like paranormal stories from lately, hit us up in our comment section of whatever. Wherever Sound, you listen to us. SoundCloud, Horror Amino. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. So today we're talking about uh, terror, terror the from water. the deep, terror, on, terror on the water. <laughs> yeah, it's not really, uh, not really necessarily sea monsters. I mean, on it's the, including sea monsters, but really anything on the water or around the water. I say on the water, in the water, from the water. Yeah, anything. Just covering in the fact, whole. In fact, I have mine split up between on the water and in the water. Well, that's. So. Uh, that's, maybe we'll, maybe that's we'll much go better that. than what I did. So t- <laughs> today from uh, Ballast Point Brewing Company, this is actually one of our very favorite beers. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Victory at, at sea. sea. Which is ironic because most of the movies, they're not all that victorious, at least not all of them. <laughs> no, well, I mean, somebody, somebody's victorious. It's final girl. So, well, no, to, so to speak. Well, I mean, a, a victory doesn't necessarily have to be... Oh, I have no service. Can somebody look up a thing for me? If yeah. there's a blurb? I have no service. You son of a bitch. Uh, so, it doesn't always have to be the victory of the protagonist. I would consider a, an antagonistic victory still That's a victory. That's you true. Know? Um, that is very true. You know, the monsters The monsters like to have their... Their credit as Victory well. Victory at Sea Imperial Porter with oh, coffee and vanilla. A big porter crafted to weather any storm. Our Victory at Sea Imperial Porter is a bold, smooth brew with just the right amount of sweetness. We infuse this robust porter with vanilla and Santiago's own Cafe Calabria coffee beans. <laughs> the subtle rusted notes and minimal adicity of the cold brew coffee balances perfectly with the sweet caramel undertones of the malt, creating a winning combination for your palate. Enjoy. Thanks, Jay. That was nice. You know what that reminded me of? It makes it even better that it, cause this is the first... Jay decided to uh, oh. cur- curl his mustache today for the first time ever. Just cause, just on a whim, right? You're just looking in the. I got, I got done taking a leak, and I was normal. like, I was like, let's curl that mustache. So that whole thing was very gentlemanly, and I yeah. enjoyed it. No, it was very, um, 
uh, James Earl Jones for Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end of our and say, we have the meats. Ballast point, we have the beer. Um, all right, well... Here, oh, yeah. you're going to need... No, yeah. open yours. Okay. So anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking today. It's got... Uh, have you this got this, is... Ooh, 10%. Is it really? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a 10%. I don't even mean to be keep buying these high-grade beers. Yes, you do. <laughs> now that Jay's got a 35-minute drive, you're just trying to get them hammered every week. Well, drink um, slow. And this is... Uh, uh, also, if you look at the Victory at Sea, it's kind of... There's a skeleton. There's a dead guy on the yep. on the front. So and it's a really, dead bird. Dead parrot in the shoulder. And a dead parrot. So it's not really... You know, it's not a happy happy story. Nope. Let's cheers, cheers boys. Cheers. Oh, oh it's yummy. so good. That is good. Did like you say Starbucks? Did you say you've never had never it before? Had it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So good. I love that stuff. Yes, I actually sir. I actually have one little uh, addition as well. Ooh. I figured since we're talking about terror at sea, we might as well release the kraken. Oh. <laughs> I came. I came prepared for My this one. We got a little bit of uh, we got a little bit of the Kraken Black Spiced Rum from uh, I, I don't I, I don't oh, need to do by Kraken. I think they make. Is it's, it just called? Yeah, yeah, it's its own brewery or Biz- own uh, distillery. Bizarre and fierce. Yeah. Have you had this? Have you ever had Kraken? I have never. This is my favorite rum ever. It's a black rum, and it is so good. Let me see if I can. Uh, the Kraken is imported rum from the Caribbean, blended with natural flavors. Uh, named for a sea beast of myth and legend, the Kraken rum is strong, rich, black, and smooth. Just like I like my men. Mm. <laughs> Samuel, where you at? Strong, rich, <laughs> black, and smooth. I'm going to take a little pull off of that. Mm. Ladies. It tastes like liquid candy. Ladies love crack, Jay? <laughs> what? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, do you have any corrections from last week? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, one that I don't want to admit to, but I will. Is it Jason? Guinea was already wearing the sweater. Ginny. Ginny. <laughs> Ginny. Ginny was already Ginny. wearing the sweater when Jason came into the room in part two. Right. You're right. I fought you on that. Um, what do you think of the Kraken rum? It is yummy. Delicious, mm. right? Uh, so anyway, what else do you have? Uh, there were 14 total Oz books by the original author and then a multitude by other people afterwards. Okay. I could not find an actual number, but by the original author, there's 14 books in the series. Wow. All right. Uh, Return to Oz uh, was, like you said, part of uh, an actual sequel. Yeah. I forgot the Scarecrow and stuff are actually at the end of that yeah. movie. Yeah. But they're like weird characters caricatures of like the other characters. Yeah, it's like weird. the Scarecrow's got a big, like giant Goofy oversized look. head. Yeah, it's a cartoony. Very I don't cartoony. Think, like, and his face doesn't move or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Um, and then last thing is uh, we were talking about Day of the Dead and I couldn't remember who did the effects for it whether it was Savini or Nicotero yeah. uh, both of them in fact that's why I couldn't remember because they both had something to do with oh, it I'll be. Um, uh, uh, Tom Savini this was, was the this was, it was Nicotero working under Savini at yes. the time so yeah. Savini it was Savini's show he was running the shop right uh, and this was Nicotero's very first major budget film that he worked on so oh, cool. this was way early in his career but this is like the first big one that he did right on so he learned under <clears throat> makes sense that Nicotero's as good as he did because he learned from the fucking master yeah Tom you know? Savini is uh, um, well, I said that uh, <clears throat> Robert Pendergraf last, last week was a magician mm-hmm. that would make Savini a 
warlock. Not so much a correction, because Pentagraph did work on Hatchet 1. Yeah. He was not the lead, though. Oh, he wasn't? I think that he was working with somebody else who was the lead, because it was after that that he started at Adam Green's... Um, uh, insistence that he started Aunt Dolly's Garage. Yeah. So I, he was on Hatchet One, so a lot of those effects he did it, were hit from his hands. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he was the lead on it, though. Okay. So, right like on. I said, it's not so much of a correction as a amendum. Uh, an, an amendment? Addendum? Addendum. Uh, in addition to no, what I, we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Why can't I think of the right word for Adam, that? Adamanianum. Adamanianum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, well, that that's it for corrections, I think, right? That's it. Uh, before we get into the news, I want to give a, a a quick shout out and a little uh, a little backstory. Uh, if you listen to our show, um, you've probably heard us talk about our our friends uh, in another podcast. They're called Beyond the Veil. Um, really cool guys, awesome podcast. And uh, recently, they they've had to legally change the name of their podcast because uh, another entity called Beyond the Veil came knocking and said you gotta oh shit no. <laughs> God, sorry gotta change the name so um i basically just wanted to give out their new name they're 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 going by beyond the void now which was smart because they get to keep the twitter handle i i like mine <laughs> like mine better and it would have still kept the twitter handle what was it beyond the veal beyond the veal <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one for jay there you go because uh, you could start like a vegan instead podcast of, called instead beyond of the doing veal horse shot to be horror chops <laughs> <laughs> what it's beyond the veal so like you're you're yeah. eating stuff that no 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 you have oh, you like have the, like a veal chop meat? Oh. And then you put like stuff on it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> this is, you're losing me. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's it's really cool. They've remained like super positive about it. They're they're definitely taking the the high road, sure. and uh, and they've asked. Well, what can you do? Honestly, well, yeah, but I mean, I there are some people out there that would probably like give out the information of the of the other. Uh, po- podcast in question and yeah. be like, well, let's go fuck with these people. But they're, you know, like I said, they're taking the high road. They're being very positive about it and saying, let's just move on. Yeah. Let's be cool. And uh, and we, so it's it's really cool to see see them being that positive about it and being that cool about it. So make sure you, uh, if you already listened to them, uh, tell them how much you love their podcast. And if you haven't listened to them. Go check out Beyond the Void Horror Podcast and uh, and start listening and uh, and support the hell out of those guys because they're great. Yeah, it's it's never it's never a fun thing to have to change your your identity. Uh, we went through something similar when in one of our old bands. Yeah, uh, we were called we had named ourselves the Glass in the Ocean after a song that we had written, mm-hmm. and then uh, this band got a hold of us uh, called the Glass Ocean, and this which band is, which is so much different. <laughs> and this band was featuring members uh, of another uh, a bigger band called Fear Before the March of Flames. If, uh, if anybody's ever heard of them. And we had heard of them at the time. And it was like, oh, God, these guys are way bigger. This band's going to be way bigger than we'll ever be. So we should probably heed to them. And we never heard a thing from them. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, someone uh, sent an email. Like they saw yeah. one of our show flyers. And yep. the way the name was laid out, the and the, and ours was a little small. Yeah, it was maybe well, that's what and, it was. And the know. way they worded it, they're like, well, you know, we have members from this bigger band and our band, so we're probably going to do some pretty big things. Yeah. So you guys should probably just be cool and about luck- it and change it. Luckily your name. for us, I think we'd only played three shows under that right. name. Yeah, plus we but came up with a better name. We had, so. we had something similar in a real quick in Shotgun Opera. They had uh, There was a Shotgun Opera in Georgia. Yeah. And uh, that 
they weren't really doing too much, but they had like the name copywritten in their state, and they're like, "You guys got to change your name. We're gonna sue you and take you to court." <laughs> and these guys that they uh, ended up like calling that we're playing the military music street cafe in Port Huron or whatever, uh-huh. and uh, they called the venue and we're like, "Yeah, we own the the, the trademark to that name, so you can't let this band play tonight." <laughs> and and the guy, the owner, laughed at him and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, uh, neither of us uh, made it famous. So yeah. that's what we told him. I said, "It's a race. Who gets there first? The other one changes." their name yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's all i got uh so that means it's time for the news oh yeah you know that beat <laughs> the news i dig it <laughs> was, was that in like 1618 or something uh yeah with some metric alteration in there as well <laughs> gent you uh, know. what do you got in the news michael <laughs> We're losing our luster, guys. <laughs> no, that was well, he hasn't. He I has, haven't used that instrument. It's it, true. It's called a ratchet. It's a ratchet. He hasn't used it yet. It's a He's real percussive a, instrument. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Do you have one of those? Uh, what the hell are they called? <laughs> yeah, the, the viper slap. <laughs> yeah, viper slap. I'll buy one. Dude, buy one just yeah. for this show because I love those things. Anyway, go ahead with All the right, news, um, Mike. Have you ever heard of a movie called Suspiria? Uh, uh yeah, it sounds vaguely yeah. familiar. Well, it's 40 years old this year. Yeah. And uh, Germany, not the U.S., but Dude. Germany is getting an absolutely gorgeous 40th anniversary restoration Blu-ray. Dude. And uh, I think I'm going to be doing some importing because this thing is glorious. I was going to say, run out, run out, and get those uh, those um, region-free yeah. Blu-ray players because yep. this thing is fucking it, awesome. It, so it's a big box set that comes with it looks like three discs. Uh, it comes and it comes inside this giant. It looks like a leather-bound book. It's an actual leather-bound book, as far as I could tell from what what I was reading. Yeah, it, it's awesome. It's it's a it's really a, really cool. And it's cool. got a wooden drawer in it too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm always talking about: how other countries still get this good shit because people actually buy them over there. Yeah, like Stay, the, in like the states, the, everybody like the steals fans, everything. Like the they Phantasm Blue release yeah. that yep. had the actual ball with it mm-hmm. and everything. Come on, the House series by Arrow put out a house, uh, all four House movies. Yeah, but the U.S. only got the first two. Really? Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yep. Uh, are, were you going to mention everything that came with this? Oh, yeah. You... Uh, so the, the, what you're going to get with this thing is uh, you get a new uh, suspe- uh, documentary called Preserving the Art Featurette. Preserve, Preserving preserve, a work preserve, of there art. There you go. Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> uh, new interview with Dario Argento, audio commentary, Suspiria Revisited Featurette, an 84-page booklet, awesome. poster, and postcards. And it's this and, kind of, yeah. it's a 4K restoration from the original camera negative yep. of the 101 minute uncut version. So it's and uh, if you want it, uh, the set is limited to 1,111 pieces. Yeah, man, they're so, gonna go, those are gonna go fast. Oh yeah, this will be May, a piece. May 15th of this year that comes out. So yep. it'll probably be about a thousand dollars. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, so interestingly enough, we were just a couple weeks ago. We talked about Adrian Barbeau, yes, joining the cast of Jeepers Creepers. Uh-huh. She put out a tweet that said, "Contrary to what has been reported, I will not be joining the cast of Jeepers Creepers three. It's a great script, and if you like the first two, you will <coughs> love this one." Now, uh, the person hmm. who wrote this article said a, a very reliable source says that her name is still listed on the call sheets. Confirming that she was actually cast. Oh, I'm sure. And and I wonder if she got a lot of backlash. I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe she didn't even know about uh, Victor Salva's past, because it's I, I, it's not he's not as high profile as like you know 
Roman Polanski. So it's true. So maybe not a lot of people know about it. Maybe she's not keeping her finger on the pulse anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like right. She's getting work through her management, I'm right. sure. And this came through. She probably heard of the movies before or something. And but she obviously she read the script because mm-hmm. she said it's a great script. So she was she was there. She was ready well, to go. If, if she left for those reasons, good on her. Yeah, honestly, good on her. Because like 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 we said when she when we had reported that she got cast in it is she doesn't need to do this. Like why would you associate yourself and destroy your career? Not maybe not potentially destroy yeah, it, but you know you're not gonna nobody's gonna just, your name a little bit. Nobody's destroying their career no. over this, but it's 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 still like why would you want to be associated right. with it though? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, well, so. that's good. Um, so Saw Legacy is apparently done being filmed. Yeah, that's quick, and it already has a hard R rating. Ooh, big surprise there. I know, right? <laughs> I, I was expecting PG. Um, for you know. Parental guidance. The, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, got a hard R for grisly, bloody violence and torture. Grisly, bloody violence is okay by that, me. Uh, so. Yep. That, like I said, there's nothing too surprising about mm-hmm. that. Um, there was something else about Saw Legacy uh, that I nah, I can't remember. Never mind. Um, so there's a new shot of Jamie Kennedy on Instagram. Uh, in the belly of the beast. <laughs> he is inside of a graboid. Ooh. So I think this is, uh, you know, how we, we, we read the synopsis for, for um, Tremors 6. Yes. And it said that uh, um, Michael Gross's character, Burt Gummer, is incapacitated by the venom of a graboid, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know. They've never talked about graboid venom. This could be a new species of graboid, though. Sure, yeah. You know. So he's incapacitated, and basically someone needs to learn how to, quote, Unquote, milk a graboid. You think that's what it is? You think I don't know, Jimmy man. Maybe has to get eaten by one, <laughs> something like that. It's like, yeah. that, it's like that asshole that put on that uh, metal suit and got tried to get eaten by an anaconda. Do you remember that show on uh, Animal yeah. Planet? Yeah, he tried he, to get eaten by an he anaconda. Built, he built. I thought a it was cons- a bear. No, he built a. Uh, how would a bear eat a whole human? No, no, no. I just remember. No, I remember there. There was that guy who built that giant metal suit so that he could go like toe to toe with a grizzly. Toe to toe with a grizzly no, bear. Well, yeah. No, there was a guy that built like a whole constriction-proof suit in order to be literally eaten alive by an anaconda. And uh, it didn't actually work. Big, <laughs> well, big because, shock. Well, it because an anaconda is no, not going to eat a to. giant metal object. It started to. Really? It couldn't get its. Like mouth around him though, or something. It was a weird thing, but but I mean, anacondas aren't stupid. Why would it try to eat a giant metal object? Did well, he cover think, it oh, in I'm, something yeah, that would have sure made it did. like? I'm uh, sure he did. More yeah. appealing to an anaconda. Yeah. Or? But I almost wonder if maybe that's where this idea came from. <laughs> if like someone saw that <laughs> <Maybe>. special, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm excited about that. I, I, I think I think Tremor Six is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. It was written by the same guy that did uh, Five Bloodlines, and I thought Five was really cool. So. Yeah, anyway, go Thanks. ahead. Um, so, one of my favorite schlock movies of all time is a movie called Basket Case. Yeah. And apparently the Museum of Modern Art is preserving and restoring Basket Case, <laughs> which is mind-boggling to me. <laughs> I love the flick, so I'm super happy they're doing it, but it's crazy to me that this movie will be selected to, to do that. Apparently it was kind of mind-boggling to the director himself, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put out a pretty funny, uh, a pretty funny quote. Uh, I was like, hey, Basket Case fans, I'm both humbled and proud to announce that Basket Case is now part of the permanent film collection at the Museum of Modern Art. And yes, I asked them if they actually watched the film, and they assured me they did. <laughs> it's quite an honor and, uh, and one that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
um, it's it's good to see that. Which means maybe now this will get a re-release. Uh, I think I, mean, I think that's the the intention. Oh, is it the intention? Yeah, they're, okay. do, they're doing a, a a restoration, and then they're going to do a, another release of Very it. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, well, if uh, if if anybody was concerned about the new it remake, mm-hmm. you know, because there have been people that have been kind of voicing their concern from the beginning, as people do when it comes to remakes. Uh, the man himself, Stephen King, uh, on March seventh, tweeted out. Andy Muschietti's remake of It, actually it's part one, The Losers Club, succeeds beyond my expectations. Relax, wait, and enjoy. So, Stephen King has seen it, he enjoyed it, thought it was great, and I, you can't, I mean, you can't really, you can't really deny it after Stephen King says it, right? Yeah, you can. Why? Because Stephen he King... He wrote the book. Exactly. He's not going to trash the movie. Yes, he will. He it, trashes He trashes The Shining. He hated Kubrick's Shining. After the fact, though. He didn't, he didn't do it at the time, though, did he? Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah. He's hated it since okay. the beginning. I always get leery. I guess I always get leery when somebody who was no, attached Steve, to the Steven, like, source work, though, they're not going to trash their movie. I always feel like they're never going to trash a movie based on it because why? But, it's in their best interest not to. Mm, no, you know? it's no. What Stephen King is? He's he's sold the books. Like he's he, he's 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 That's rich. That's he's, true. He's rich. He's famous. He doesn't have to really worry about the movies. I mean, he's gonna obviously get kickbacks from the movies, but it it it. I think that I think in the uh, in the spirit of being genuine. Mm-hmm. Especially a guy like him, I don't think he's gonna sugarcoat anything. Like he's gonna tell you how it is. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I don't know. I I still have high hopes. I'm gonna go watch the hell out of it, and I think it's gonna be sweet. Fair enough. So anyway, you got anything else? Yeah, we uh, we talked a little while back about the possibility of a Lost Boys television series. Oh yeah, and it, it appears that the CW basically greenlit it without anybody really knowing. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, um, the what they're talking about it is that um, they're saying that the the plans for the series uh, is that it's going to be it's going to reimagine the film across seven seasons. They're planning for seven seasons of this, mm-hmm. which is pretty ambitious. Um, uh, each season taking place in a different decade, beginning in the '60s, and the characters and this and everything will change from season to season. So pretty much, it sounds like they're going to be. It's almost going to be like um, like American Horror Story style, where every season is a self-contained story that probably but, have inter. But the same group of vampires will be present, right? Because isn't that uh, the maybe. point? Isn't that the point of having it like over maybe multiple decades? Is the fact that vampires don't age? Possibly. What it says here <laughs> is that the characters and the settings will change from season to season. So whether that means the supporting characters, probably just or I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah I guess it'll we'll have to wait. But yeah. What is um, this? You eating worms, Michael? <laughs> Thank you, Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um. <clears throat> Uh, are you done with that? Yes. Um, so this has nothing to do with us because we don't live in San Antonio, Texas. But I just had to bring it up because uh, I think it's awesome. So if you are in San Antonio, Texas, go check this out on Friday, March 10th from 7 p.m. to te- uh, 12 a.m. at the uh, uh, Brick at Blue Star Arts Complex. There's an exhibit. Uh, and it has a, a it's a collection of artists' work inspired by uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark illustrator Stephen Gamble. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Gamble to this day is still probably my favorite illustrator. Uh, like his his uh, his artwork in those books. Yeah, 
Which in subsequent like, he, re-releases, he had they a... got rid of that art, didn't they? Oh, dude, yeah. They, they re-released <laughs> them, I think, just like two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And they like the artwork was just... It was kind of like... It was readjusted to be more like less scary, I yeah. guess, for kids. The whole point of the books is they're to be scary. scary. And I think that I don't even like if you go back and you read those stories. The stories are creepy and stuff like that. But it's it's coupling those stories with Stephen Gamble's artwork that made them so scary. Yeah, and I almost, uh, I almost, to this to this day, like you look at some some of those illustrations, and it's like that shit will give you nightmares. You know, I almost wonder if this whole art. Um, exhibit has to do with the fact that those books were re-released without it because it seems like once those books were re-released everybody was talking about him again right yeah you, know, you didn't hear from him for the longest time then suddenly you hear about him a lot well he's done a, he's done a lot other than the scary stories books mm-hmm. um he's he's been a, an illustrator for years well, sh- i'm years, sure years. i'm sure but like that but was that's, his claim I, that's to like fame, a, yeah, yeah that's his huge claim to fame yep so yeah, that's all I have for that. If you live out in Texas, go to that because uh, it's awesome, and I'm jealous of you if you get to go to it. Mm-hmm. So go Cider. ahead. Uh, so Jennifer Tilly has a report from the Chucky new Chucky movie. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Doesn't she have to say that? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I, we already knew it was gonna be awesome. And she's there in the living, breathing flesh. It, like she's in the movie in the living, breathing uh, flesh. It sounds or? like it. Do you think this is gonna be like a like? Are they gonna are they gonna do like a? It's it's cover like there'll be flashbacks and stuff like that, flashing back to before they were dolls. Well, didn't she come back after she was turned into a doll? Because she had the doll in one of the movies, didn't she? Uh, or was that before she was turned? I don't remember. I don't remember either. We need to go back and rewatch these. I mean, I know that in Bride of Chucky, that's when he, he like, Chucky himself killed her. Mm-hmm. He threw the TV into the bathtub. And then he made... And then conjured up, you know... Ate, I don't know. Ate, I wouldn't rewatch du, this. Ate Dembella. It's been a while since I've seen them all. I love these movies, but it's been a while, honestly. Yeah. My memory tends to not you work You know, I still, <laughs> I still haven't actually seen Seed of Chucky. Really? Yeah. So you skipped it, and we went to Curse. I don't know why. Yeah. What's shoot, wrong with you? Shoot me in the face. I have face, an extra copy. I, I can give it to you. Okay. Done. Neat. Uh, (laughs) gang do you have anything else uh todd mcfarlane completed his script for the new spawn movie yeah and he claims that it is going to be more violent and more gruesome and more scary than like uh or not scary to say but violent and gruesome than like the new logan movie and then like because that one's that movie's supposedly nuts Mm -hmm. uh and it's just supposed to be dark and everything like crazy He's cool. really pushing it hard. No, I love I, mean, I love Spawn. Yeah, Spawn's so. always been a crazy dark. You've been violated, girly man. <laughs> I don't know why that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> the Spawninator. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? I I, I, I can keep going. If, seriously, how much you're just picking stuff that like right. hardly even matters or what? So Ridley Scott is planning on making six more Alien movies. Does that, that does, not matter? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all to you. <laughs> no. So Ridley Scott, when he finishes uh, his current trilogy, he's going to be 84 years old. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker's 79 right now. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's going to be like five years removed practically from 90 years old when he finishes this new trilogy. That's good math, Mike. He wants to do... Did you do it, that in your head? Shut up. Nice. It's actually six years. But. I know. That's why I thought you were making fun of me. <laughs> I said practically. But um, no, like, uh, and if he's going to do three more movies after that, that's insane. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's going to die doing alien movies. Doing what he, doing what he loves. I mean, that's fine. 
Still kind of sucks that uh, my man can't do his, though. You know, Neil Bloomcamp. I still yeah. wanted to see his. Yeah. This pretty much kiboshes the shit out of that. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Um, unless he brought him on to maybe do one. That would be cool. Because he like, gets like, he dude, gets like, go so Star old, Wars he style. Can't do he, can, he can go Star Wars style. This the current trilogy can go prequel to the originals, mm -hmm. and then they can do another trilogy after. With Bloom Camp, but they could do Taking that. Over. Maybe, Come man. Man, Scott Free, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Ooh, awkward silence. I, this, well, is, this is all you, dude. I don't. Oh. I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. Uh, they're filming the third season of Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> And they hired uh, a new girl. Her name is, is Ariel Carter Carver O'Neill. Yeah. I don't know shit about her, but they cast her. Okay. <laughs> and that's the news! <laughs> Boom! That was the news! <laughs> you just, you literally just typed everything that you read for the past week. <laughs> yeah, this is newsworthy. <laughs> I, I hate you sometimes. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, did you watch you... anything this week? I did, yeah. Oh, what'd you watch? Uh, same thing you watched. Don't breathe. Oh yes. Oh Ooh, yeah, man. It it took us way too long. I mean, it only came out in 2016, but we should have watched it in 2016. Yep. But we didn't because we're stupid. Yep. Don't breathe from 2016, directed by. How do you say his name? Breathe. Um, breathe. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who the director is. Fede. Oh, like Fede. I think it's. Is Fede. it Fede or? I think it's Fede, Fede Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, he's the same guy that directed um the Evil Dead Evil Dead remake. remake. Yep. Uh, so yeah, quick synopsis of Don't Breathe in case you don't know what it is. Rocky, a young woman played played by uh, Jane Levy. Do you say Jane, Le Jane Levy? Levy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who was the lead in the Evil Dead? Evil movie. Dead. Yeah. So Rocky, a young woman wanting to start a better life for her and her sister, agrees. Oh, that was her sister. Yeah. For some reason. I thought that was her daughter. Is her husband Eugene? <laughs> Clearly, James I, did not pay attention to I this movie. I don't know, man. Did she say it was her sister? Yes. I. Yes. I was drinking a little bit, so yeah, well. before you got to my house. Uh, so, uh, starting a better life for her and her sister, apparently, agrees to take part in the robbery of a house owned by a wealthy blind man with her boyfriend, Money, Money, and their friend, Alex. But when the blind man turns out to be a more ruthless adversary than he seems, the group must find a way to escape his home before they become his newest victims. Now, I was actually... I'm glad that I didn't read a lot about this movie because yes. I was very misled by the trailers. I was, too. which I liked mm -hmm. because I I'm not gonna give away too much just in case it's a pretty new movie. Just in case some people haven't seen it, but I was under the impression that uh, Stephen Lang's character, who is the blind man, I was under the impression that he was a certain thing, yes, a certain as, way, as was I, and he turned out to not be, um, and it was. Uh, can I say this without giving too much away? He was a little bit more of a sympathetic character than. Yeah, I'm not sure everybody would agree with you on no, that. No, I mean he definitely wasn't. I I did walk <laughs> out feeling bad for his character though. Put it that way. Yeah. Given everything that happens, and that doesn't really give anything away because it's it's a crazy movie. I mean he definitely did some <laughs> messed up. Bless you. So he definitely did some messed up shit that like made him a pretty bad dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm not. Listen, listen. I don't want to give anything away. Right. No, but, don't. What are you going to give away? I'm just saying, there's certain things that just don't go in a guy's mouth. Oh, God. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, Like, it, like say. an entire watermelon? <laughs> like an entire watermelon. It's pretty close. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I, I at least At least not his own. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> what did you think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was great. I um, I, I thought it was great. It was it was scary. Uh, there was a lot of tension. It was spunky at times. Uh, <laughs> <it> was... <laughs> oh, if you get it, you get it. I guess I don't know. He got it. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I in all seriousness, I love this movie. It was great. The the tension was really good because you because after you realize that you really don't know what's going on mm-hmm. because we were misled, right? That suddenly turns into a oh god, okay, so this I have no clue what's going to happen now. Yeah. You know, and it really kept you on the edge of your seat and uh, the acting was great. Like mm-hmm. um Stephen Lang is fantastic. He's like legitimately terrifying. His presence oh, yeah. is just crazy. Yeah, he was um, super scary. Uh Jane Levy's character I thought was very sympathetic in 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 her uh um uh motivation as to why she's yeah. doing what she's doing. Um money, I'm I'm he he played an awesome douchebag. He's money. <laughs> he, he was, was money, money, baby. He was so money. Didn't even um, know it. And yeah, I, that's all I can. That's all I really want to say because I don't want to give anything away for people who haven't seen it yet. But I want to say this to to anybody out there who has watched this movie and just automatically assumes that Detroit is just like the asshole of the universe. We did it too. Um, <laughs> what we did. We, we we're watching the movie and James's wife goes, I go I go. Oh, this 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 looks like Detroit. And, and then your wife goes, oh, it's too green for Detroit. It can't be Detroit. And then they say later on in the movie, we're in Detroit. And I'm like, yep, there it is. You're completely <laughs> fucking up what I was trying to say. Oh, well. Because <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make a PSA for Detroit and how beautiful it is. Oh. Well, so I thanks. Still do that. Well, I can't now. You ruined it. <laughs> some parts of Detroit are great. Some parts are shitty. <laughs> okay. For anybody who watched this movie who hasn't been to Detroit or isn't from Detroit, uh, you're going to, like... Because here's the thing: whenever they show Detroit in movies, it's always that part of Detroit. Sure. It's always the the blight, and well, the, that's what people think of the when they shitty, think of the city. like the abandoned city blocks and the burned out crack houses and stuff. That is not Detroit. Detroit is a beautiful city, and I like I. You go on YouTube and stuff like that, and you see like uh, things that were filmed in Detroit, and then you. You look down in the comments and everybody's like, oh, yeah, Detroit, you're going to get shot and then they're going to shoot heroin in your eyeball and then you're going to get shot again because everybody in Detroit's a fucking asshole. It's, Detroit is not like that. It's a, it's a beautiful city. And uh, I just I, I feel like I need to say that because it's kind of like, no, like I, th- no. I think like we get nothing but bad press. Sure. In Detroit. Well, Detroit is no different, though, than any other big city. Like Chicago, for example. Chicago is a beautiful city. You go to the south side of Chicago. Chicago has the highest murder oh, rate yeah. in it's, the it's, country. But, but, my but nobody is, ever talks about it. Everybody do, I mean, well, they, do, they, on, do, they but, do on the news, but people are still like, yeah, Chicago rules. I have been stranded in the south side of Chicago, and it was scary as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, legitimately. Like, yeah. We had cops circling our block watching us because people were taking note that we were there. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Like, it was really bad. So Detroit's no different than any other big city. I just, I they just have feel the like, cracked out, burnt out area, I just and that feel will like, never change. I just feel like it, whether it's whether it's in film or whether it's in the news, you really don't see much about Detroit other than that side of it. Someone needs to make a movie based in Detroit in the Roaring Twenties, and go. show the glitz and the glam. Or right now, and how awesome Detroit is now. Like, I mean. There's there's parts of Detroit that are bouncing back that are just so yeah, cool to hang out. Yeah, you could. On. It would just look like a ripoff of like Portlandia, though. Just hipster shit everywhere. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Um, no, no. Uh, one other one other uh, fun uh, like fun fact here from the movie: uh, the the blind man, mm-hmm. as he is credited, 
lives on Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Buena Vista, which is Spanish for good sight, mm. which is ironic because he's blind. Mm. So and that's a real street too. Yeah. So not very far from where I work, actually, to be completely honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's probably within ten miles oh. of where I work, just right. down into the, into the city. Cool. But well, uh, uh, and the rest of it was uh, filmed in Hungary, oh, which we actually. We wondered because there was at the end of the credits it said something about Hungary. Oh, so it we, was we actually, wanted, yeah. yeah, it yep. was filmed. the uh, The exterior was Detroit. The interior in the house was in Hungary. Yeah. Speaking of movies uh, <clears throat> filmed in Canada, yeah, uh, I watched Yoga Hosers. Oh yeah! Wow, was this only a was this less than a week ago? Yeah. I feel like you told me about this like three weeks ago. Nope, nope, nope. No, it was beginning of the week, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched Yoga Hosers, the latest effort by uh, director Kevin Smith, yep. who I'm a major Kevin Smith fan. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, okay, this isn't really a, it's not a horror movie. It's it's more of a comedy, but there's monsters, so fuck it. I'm going to include it in our <laughs> in our discussion. There are Nazi sausage Nazi men. Uh, Nazis made of sentient bratwurst. That is the... <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, you say the the, the 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 word weird, and um, there's no other word that you can use to describe this movie, except maybe it's except maybe weird. Weird. <laughs> that is so weird. Uh, yeah. This oh, this fucking movie. I don't even. <laughs> I love Kevin Smith. I don't know how to take this movie. Like I was laughing a lot as other parts of it. It goes. Only Kevin Smith can make a movie that he says is made for 14-year-old girls and it gets an R rating. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the only one that can do this. Now, granted, they did eventually drop it to PG-13. Uh, it, it originally had gotten an R rating because of comical balls drawn on Guy Lepoint's chin. Really? <laughs> In a picture. It That's was like it? hand-drawn balls on his chin and they gave it an That's R rating why they gave him an R- for R- like rating? sexual content. Yeah. Really? And he fought it now for the third or fourth time he's fought the MPAA and they reversed him every time. Now, so, hey, if 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 we can Okay, so uh I'm going to I'm going to get this, on me. I'm going to get semi-political here. You know, there's there's women who are who do the uh free the nipple movement. Sure. They want to Walk free the around, nipple. walk free the nipple. Walk around topless. Like why are why are breasts automatically sexualized? Well, then why are balls automatically sexualized? Are you saying are you saying that I women's re- breasts this is are a, the equivalent of men's balls? This is a <laughs> this is a satirical argument because I realize that our balls serve no purpose other than sex and well, re- like, and re- pre- and that's a pretty big purpose and like, reproduction gotta, gotta tell you it's a pretty big purpose and also teabagging on an occasion <laughs> and, and the difference behind that is because <laughs> men can go around topless and men have nipples so no, why are we I, at, so no, the, I, the balls doesn't work I get it I was well, ma- listen, I, listen. I get it I was making a joke all I was all I was trying to say is I want to be able to pull their my balls out, out. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we just date we just we just uh, we just said, we just said two different sentences and you came together on balls out well, listen, listen. Sometimes me and James just connected the balls. We don't even. We don't. Even... Let's reel this back in. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even started. All right, you guys are getting um, shafted on that. Let's change, the, let's change the topic. Back to the movie. Um, yeah, this movie's just weird. If you listen to um, Kevin Smith's podcasts, then it will make perfect sense to you. Uh-huh. The whole like third act of the movie is all podcasts, all Hollywood Babylon. It's all like inside um, jokes and stuff. Yeah, the guy, uh, the the actor who who basically leads the third act is Ralph Garman, who mm-hmm. is his podcast host on Hollywood Babylon, mm-hmm. and he he does uh, he's the um, the voice impersonator on the Kevin and Bean show in L.A. So if you live in L.A., then you know 
probably who he is. Sure. Um, and, and on Hollywood Babylon, he does all the voices, and it's funny, and this and that. Well, he does all the voices in the movie. Like, it's... it's, oh, it's that's all nuts. Inside... <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if you're into that, if you're into his stuff, you're, you're going to like it. The, the movie stars, uh, again, Garmin, uh, Johnny Depp is back as Guy Lepont. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter, this is his, uh, his her first starring role, yeah. as well as Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp. Ah. Yeah. So this this movie was basically made for them. Mm-hmm. They were the two convenience clerks in um, Tusk. So this, this all these movies now are, are connected. Um, yeah, it's 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 it. It was made. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that, but like I I liked it. But I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I definitely get why this movie is not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I don't know. Cool. See it for yourselves, I suppose. Yeah. Worth the uh, uh, PGA thirteen reading rating? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, See, Kevin me. Smith, he could make a. He could, I feel like he could make a children's like cartoon TV show like about learning and and children it growing up. Still and he would be. still get an R rating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me say it's funny. He made this for fourteen year old girls. Maybe fourteen year old girls in his household. Like <laughs> I think his his idea of what's appropriate is a little bit different than <laughs> most people's. Just putting that out there. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right. That's all I got. Wait, don't they explode into sauerkraut? Um, it's supposed <laughs> to be sauerkraut. The effects leave a little bit to the imagination, to be honest with you. Yeah. It just looks like 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 yellow laser beams. Come out of them. <laughs> I don't. It's weird. All right. Well, we should move on before just, Mike before Mike gets a bit testy. I just realized too that I really didn't say what the movie is about. Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realized I didn't say what the movie is about at all, and I'm not going to just. It's it's Just about it. it's about tiny it's about tiny kielbasa Hitlers yep. attacking two young girls and uh, yeah, yeah basically all yeah. right penis into the next topic <laughs> <laughs> bunch of dicks all right. let's uh, let's let's move on to another movie okay yeah, go ahead oh no I, that's all I watched this week. oh okay oh, so <laughs> I started watching a uh, Netflix oh. uh, how to uh, uh, how to get away with murder. Yeah, Netflix show. It's oh good. yeah, have you seen that? Yes. Oh, There's, is this uh, the, the, this the one that we started watching about uh, Stephen? Um... Get it? Yes, yes, yes. Wait, no, wait, hold on. Did you say How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, we were we, getting getting away with murder. We were watching Sorry. How to Make a Murder. Or, yeah. Wait, making a murder. Making a murder. That's yeah. Is that what you watched? Uh, get, no, getting away with murder. So like the ABC show. It, it's not the it's it's not that was different one. It's a uh, like a drama. Oh. About the uh, this law uh, law, uh, law class. Yeah, uh, going through law school, and she picks like the top five in the class, and they help her on oh, all her cases. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I don't. And so. They come to find out there was a girl in, <clears throat> from the school that died, and this big twist and turns, and they find out how it's this. I I'm remember, not going to give anything away about it. I remember when this show came out, people were saying like, "This is this is like the blueprint for murdering people and getting away with it," because it's. I mean, it's literally, isn't it? You're talking about how to get away with murder. Um, that's basically kind of what she's teaching in the class is what she calls her class because like, they're like criminal defense attorneys. I haven't actually seen it, but like, but there were people saying they're basically giving you instructions on how to kill somebody and then cover up your tracks. N- not so much that it's more like they show like how to get out of the court case. Okay. Well, oh. we need to get them off or the le- charge lessened so that, you know, so they don't get life in prison. Well, right basically though, what they're free. teaching you is that you can commit murder yet if you follow these follow this guideline then you'll know how to get away I with suppose. it at least well, that's like put the prison break like they stopped showing that in prisons because they were giving prisoners ideas <laughs> on how to break out of prison 
Maybe they should maybe stop prisoners from watching prison bake things. Maybe they should, <laughs> just should stop going to prison. <laughs> I've always, side note here, I've always thought it was funny that prison yards have some of the most jacked dudes ever because all they do is work out. Mm-hmm. You would think that if you have these super violent criminals in prison, you would not want them to get stronger than the guards. Yeah. I've, oh, I've always found that funny. Yeah, especially when they outnumber the guards like I know, 20 to 1. I know, I <laughs> know. I've always thought that was kind of funny. Well, that's why they have the uh, snipers up in the tower. Oh, yeah. Looking for, looking for that pink dust. <laughs> they do well. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, well, is that? would you recommend it? Yeah, it's good. It uh, can be a little hard to follow if it, it jumps back and forth to the past and present. Um, um, it, 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 takes pa- it takes place in the past before this final um, scene or, or finding out who Because they actually have to, they have to show them the it's, murder and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so it kind of jumps back and forth a little bit, and that can get a little distracting, but overall it's good as long as you're paying attention to it, not on Facebook. Are the episodes... <laughs> <laughs> which, which I'm assuming you were at some point. <laughs> no, I was, I was paying attention. <laughs> were they, are the episodes self-contained, like it's a new story every episode, or no, is it like it's season a, long? It, it's season okay, long. Okay, cool. I think we're into episode seven right now. Okay. So you still um, don't know what the yeah, end is. And I think yep. that, and this is the last I think of this uh, of this one. Okay, so it's like a, okay, so it's your short seasons. Then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Right on. Well, uh, I think that brings us into the tofu. <laughs> into the tofu, beyond the veal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with um, on the water. On the water. On the water. Uh, <laughs> we go with that. Y- yes, except for I have one that I don't know. I have one that's uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell really. Oh yes, which one is this? <laughs> it's it's a movie from 2014. I don't know why I watched this movie. I, did, I don't know. It's called Killer Mermaid. <laughs> uh, that would be from the water. Is it from? Well, let's, let's start with from the water then. But here's the thing though: is like <coughs> the the movie. You don't even see the mermaid until like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then once you do, you you see her in like in a sort of a a dungeon area where she's being kept. And she's what kind of movie did you watch? She's <laughs> it's very sexual. <laughs> no, she's she's in the water, but like nothing happens in the water, actually in the water until like the last ten minutes of the movie. Okay, it's kind of stupid. Uh, this movie is also I I think the official name of it is Nymph. Okay, is this the movie where on the poster it's like her sitting in a bathtub, and like her tail is flopping out? That would be <laughs> that would be Splash. From like from like 1986. <laughs> okay, so maybe the, maybe the whatever movie I'm thinking of is maybe a play on that then. But I, I think actually there was a horror movie with uh, a, with the poster that you're talking about. Was that the one from VHS? Ooh. The 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 movie they made a, a mermaid movie out of the VHS short. Siren. Yeah. That wasn't a mermaid. She was a gargoyle or a, a harpy or something oh. like that. I don't know what the fuck she, I'm talking about. She was, a, she was a flying person. Well, let's talk about Killer <laughs> let's Mermaid. Let's talk about Killer Mermaid briefly because it wasn't great. Um, it was... Uh, it, it was <laughs> it's from 2014. I'll just give you a quick synopsis. Two American girls, uh, one of them being Christina Klebe. Is that how you say her last name? Yep. She was in uh, Rob Zombie's... Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. And she's you, also you know in... know from a few other things, she's right? She's in Mike Mendez's new movie, uh, Don't Kill It, which actually I think is just out this week. Is that the Dolph Lundgren movie? Yes. Yeah, it just came out a couple of days ago. Yep. Cool. I want to watch that, actually. I, I, Mike Mendez is great, so yeah. I yeah, have all the, all the faith in the world. So uh, two American girls traveled to Montenegro on vacation to visit an old friend. While they're there, they decide to venture to Mamula, mm-hmm. an abandoned military fortress located on a remote island. 
During their exploration of the fortress, they discover that they are not alone. Someone else is on the island with them, and he will stop at nothing to protect its secrets. There is a darkness hidden beneath the island, and the terror has just begun. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. This movie is weird. What? Is it Harrison Ford? It was Harrison Ford. Is he was on the island? It was Harrison Ford. Oh, I'm, you know? I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> Get off my island. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's kind of weird because this movie actually... The majority of it is more like a slasher than it is a Killer Mermaid movie, because huh. there's this guy. Uh, he's they call him. They don't actually ever say this, but he's credited as the Guardian. Okay, and he's he's the guy who kind of uh, guards the the mermaid. Like I said, she's she's down in a well area on this uh, on this abandoned island. It's kind of like an Alcatraz type place. Okay, and. He basically kills people and brings their body parts to her so that she can feed on them. Okay. And, so he's like uh, sacrificing people for her. But he's just yeah, he's just uh, well, he's because mermaids, uh, the folklore of mermaids, you know, they like they would sit on on rocks out mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean and then they would sing, mm-hmm. and they would you know they'd sing their siren song and and it would lure the ships into the rocks, and the rocks would you know they would wreck on the rocks sure, sure, and sure. stuff like that. So. That's kind of, he's, he, uh, like, every man who comes near her is captivated by her, and he can hear the song that she's singing, and every woman who's near her can't hear the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of the, uh, like, he's he was originally captivated by her siren song, and then uh, they explain in the movie that every once in a while, a mermaid will actually fall in love with one of the humans who she kind of lures into her lair. And so, yeah, he's in love with her and he protects her and blah, 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 blah. It's not a great movie. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It was, I it felt was, like you were getting somewhere. Apparently. No, I'm really not going anywhere with it. There was some, it was really weird. Like you can tell, I, I didn't, I know that uh, it was written by like, three or four different people but i'm pretty sure every single person who wrote it has english as a second language Hmm. so there was some pretty like awkward dialogue yeah like i well first of all do you hate when people say a whole nother yes it is a whole other not a whole uh, not a whole nother i ate another whole apple (laughs) Not, not you could say another whole not I ate a whole nother apple. I ate a whole nother apple. Yeah, it's I it, I, I think was so it's hungry. actually I think it's actually a midwestern thing. I think so. I don't hear it a lot uh, from people other than like this area, like this area, a whole nother. So are you saying that midwesterns English isn't their first language? Well, no, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying we tend <laughs> damn Michiganders. I'm just saying we tend to have like bad habits when it comes to grammar and stuff like I, that. I heard a professional speaker uh, giving a speech about something and they said that. But yeah, is it, you what? you lost me. You're no longer a professional speaker in my eyes. If you said a whole nother, that's kind of like all of the sudden. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that, that one I hate. I especially hate especially. that. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but to hear this, to hear this in a movie, yeah. like you would think, like there's no yeah. A whole, to yeah. hear somebody say a whole nother in a movie, I'm like, Ugh. is it possible that the character was just playing playing like was he just like a, maybe. The, not stupid, but like you know, like somebody that didn't. I don't know. It, well, did it it's, fit the character. Like, it's, it's funny that you say that because at one point, one of the characters. So they're in Montenegro, and the, their their friend that they meet up with, he's Serbian, 
and his uh, fiance or whatever is Serbian as well, and she says something about not being able to speak English very well. She says, I'm sorry, my English is not very great. And the American girl says, you speak American just fine. Oh, <laughs> oh, and yep, so I didn't, know, I didn't know if that was meant as like a kind of like a satirical jab at Americans who say, you speak American in our country, damn it. <laughs> or if it was written by people who don't speak English so that... I, no, because, because the character before her says, I'm sorry, my English isn't that good. So it, it was probably supposed to be funny. Maybe. Uh, there was there was one other um, the, all my stuff that I have to say about this movie is like terrible stuff about the script. <laughs> there was a part where so they get onto this small island. By the way, Montenegro looks like a beautiful place. I'd love to go there someday. Yeah. Uh, just um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> the the American girl sees this like creepy looking sailor dude, and she goes, "What's up with Ahab?" And then somebody's like, huh? And she goes, you know, Moby Dick over there. And then the guy says, maybe he doesn't like tourists. And she goes, well, I bet he knows what you did last summer. I was Aww, like, oh, come on. <laughs> just slapped myself in the face. I was like, because it didn't really come across as it was meant like a joke. It was supposed to be more it, like, hey, we know about we know about movies. It sounds like this is the kind of movie where, like, you're halfway through it and you're like, okay, I've watched this much of it. Exactly. I have to at least exactly. finish it. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. And there was, like, yep. uh, like, like uh, Europe, Europeans, they love their club music. So they there's, do. like, there was, there was a couple, like, awkward parts of the film where they just, like, danced to weird club music. And I was like, this is... This is a bad movie. <laughs> Good dancing or bad dancing? Uh, the dancing was fine, but it's just like they, they like it was just like this terrible like, uh, um, what do they call it? Electronic uh, EDM, like terrible oh, yeah. ED, yeah. like Serbian EDM music. I don't know. The, I don't know. I, I you guys need to cut me off. Like I shouldn't be talking about this movie for this long because it was well, truly terrible. I'm waiting for you to get to something interesting, and it just sounds like this no, whole movie is not oh, interesting. Oh no, there's nothing interesting about it. Yeah. It was a bad movie. It sounds well, like Mike's I, news. I, I, <laughs> so did you hear that they they cast somebody for a role in a movie? Did you hear about that? Did you know? Did you know about that? Sure no. did. Moving on. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more, Mike. It's captivating. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about another crappy movie called Deep Rising. <laughs> oh, dude, what do you mean crappy? <laughs> Come on. All right. No, I, I okay. This this movie's a treat if you like like schlocky, like crappy monster movies. I suggested this this movie to Mike uh, actually a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I said if we ever do a if we ever do a, a, a an ocean. Um, themed themed horror horror episode why would we do anything but a horror episode I, mean, I don't know <laughs> if we ever do an ocean themed episode we should talk about this movie Deep Rising because yeah. I used to watch like I have such fond memories of watching this movie on show, Showtime I think probably one could say that it was a treat it was a <laughs> <laughs> treat yes you'll see why in a minute um, I used to watch this this movie on Showtime with my cousin TJ like mm-hmm. all the time when we were younger and we thought it was badass when we were younger it's really not that great. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't terrible though. I it's mean, not, it's it's exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's kind of nineties monster movie at sea. Like, yeah, that's it's it's not horrible. Let's let's put it this way. It was made in the same year that we got Godzilla ninety eight. As right. much as I love that movie, I can say that it's comfortably in the same category. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, this was uh, it was so Deep Rising 1998. It was directed by Stephen Summers, who mm-hmm. did uh, The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, Van Helsing, Odd Thomas. I didn't know Odd that Thomas, he yep. did Odd Thomas. Yep. So. Um, a quick synopsis. When a band of ruthless hijackers invade the world's most luxurious cruise ship, they're shocked to discover the passengers have mysteriously vanished. But that doesn't mean they are alone. Something terrifying is lurking just out of sight, a deadly force from the unexplored depths of the ocean that begins to snatch the horrified intruders one by one. Now, I will say this. Yeah? For as 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 1998 as this movie is, yeah. I loved the creature. Mm, mm-hmm. I loved the creature. I thought it looked great. It reminded me... Uh, Especially when you got like really good close-ups of it with, it with its jaws yeah. closed, it reminded me a lot of um, uh, Doctor Doctor Ox Doc Ox. Um, oh yeah, tentacles, tentacles yeah, from yep. Spider-Man Two. From Spider-Man Two. Yep. Yeah, like they acted the same, and they and when it had its, I mean, when it opened its jaws, it looked like a completely oh, different thing. Awesome, but when it though, had, like... yeah, it looked cool. But like when it had its jaws closed. It looked just like his uh, tentacles. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought the, I thought the effects were great, especially... F- espe- especially. Oh, I did it. Uh, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> that was a whole nother topic. Let's move on. It's all right, I'm man. Blaming, you're, you're, you're speaking real good tonight. I'm, I'm blaming the 10%. <laughs> um, especially... Especially, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> this episode is off the rails. Um, no, like, I just I, for the time period, they'll be good. They look, they look really good, you know. Like yeah. from for late nineties, you get some really bad CG in some movies. Oh yeah. Um, this one, it does, I wouldn't say that it holds up, but it holds up better. Well, I didn't look up. Did you see the? What was the budget for this movie? Did you look that up? I did not. Look One dollar. Uh, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'll look uh, it up. So the movie <laughs> is starring uh, Famke Jansen, who people would know as uh, Jean Grey in well, the X Men mm-hmm. movies. You should have probably started with because you said this movie's a real uh, treat. That was my next one. Man. Yeah. Well, good. Get to it. <laughs> uh, treat Williams was the uh, the main antagonist of animal protagonist. They're all bad guys. They're all bad guys. Yeah, That's there the really thing. isn't really a uh, protagonist. He, I mean, like, if if you're... He's the best of the bad guys? Yeah. So we're watching this movie. Okay, let me finish here. Uh, so Famke Jansen, Treat Williams, and Kevin O'Connor. If Kevin O'Connor, if you don't know who he is... Um, I love Kevin O'Connor. I know him. He's He's... I love him. He's the walking embodiment of the most wiener dude ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like not in a bad way, but like he's very high pitched when he talks. He's hey, he talks I, like this. I, re- <laughs> I relate to him because uh, the way he talks happens to me on this show quite often, where I'll just be talking and then all of a sudden I'll do that, <laughs> and that's how he talks all the time. He's just kind of like. <laughs> well, for other horror fans, if you don't know who he is, though, um, one of my. My personal favorites is a movie called Lord of Illusions, uh, oh, Clive yeah. Barker's last directorial uh, effort. Uh, and he played Swan, the main uh, magician bad guy, um, or illusion illusionist. There's, there's a there's actually a there's a rule in that movie about illusionists and magicians. Magicians, yeah. And I forget which one is which. Uh, point is though, he's like the main guy in it though, and the Swan character is amazing. So it was a, it was a, it was a real treat to see him. He was also in which I I hadn't really realized this. Stephen Summers directed the Mummy. He was in yep. the Mummy as well. Yes, he was yes. uh, Benny from the Mummy. Yep. Uh, Benny? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Guy who got eaten by all the scarabs, which would be a terrible way to go. Ooh. Well, so here's the thing: when we were watching this movie, it dawned on me that while I'm watching it, if you're a fan of Serenity or Firefly. This movie is like, it's that show slash movie 
in a monster movie. Except for on the water instead of yeah, in, in uh, space. Treat, Treat Williams literally plays Captain Malcolm. <laughs> like, like to a T. Which is uh, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion's yeah, character. He plays, yeah. It's the same character. He's got his own ship. He's got a ragtag crew mm-hmm. of guy people that they do illegal runs. They... They get hired to do whatever. They don't. No questions asked. If if the money shows. And it's uh, the bravado. Quote. It's the bravado too. Like the like. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's funny and he's confident and he's like kind of. Yeah. Kind of suave all the time. Yeah, and and he always goes, if the money's there, then we don't care. Right. 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 <laughs> that's, that's his mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm watching, I was cracking up because like it, it literally, you could have Treat Williams play Nathan filling in like in the future. Uh huh. You know, like cracking up. <laughs> Hey, release. Um, release yeah, it, so it was great. I, I did like this movie. It was, yeah. it was a fun watch. It's a mm-hmm. pop. It's popcorn horror, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So did you um, know? To, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, did you know that uh, the role of Finnegan, who was played by Treat Williams, was originally supposed to be Harrison Ford? I well, it wasn't supposed to be. Turned it down, right? Well, well that's who they, they wanted. Yeah, 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 they. That's who they really wanted to be in that. Uh, I can't role. imagine it. Can you really? Well, first of all, I, so I did look up the budget. Get for off this. my boat! Uh, so, so in 1998, $45 million, that's a pretty decent budget. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was sure. a pretty big budget, sure. which is probably why the CG looked pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that, though. I, 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 just, I just don't see it. Yeah, it's funny. We, we're talking about how much we love this movie. This movie was on Roger Ebert's most hated list. <laughs> it doesn't shock me at all. but <laughs> that, which It doesn't shock me that we like this movie, consider, because I, I, I could probably, nine out of ten movies out on, on Roger Ebert's most hated list mm-hmm. are probably some of our favorite movies. Because Robert Eger, <laughs> Roger Roger Ro- Eger, Rod- <laughs> Rod- <laughs> Rod- yeah, because Roger Ebert was a hack. No, uh, no, no, he wasn't. I, I just don't, like I, I, I typically dis- like I typically disagree with Hollywood critics. Yeah, I think that's I just think- the way I am. It's because I like schlocky movies, though. Big time critics like Roger Ebert, though, catered not all the time, but they did cater a lot, though, to what um, Hollywood. Thinks people like. Does that, right. make, does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're not going to go off on limbs. They're going to they're straight down narrow. They're not going to ever really cross those lines. You know. Yeah. Like they know what they know what they should say. It's yeah. almost like it was what I want to say. Yeah. Um, Which is why he was who he was. He was good at yeah uh, uh, um, uh, appealing to that demographic. Yep. Like the the people who would see a movie like this and be like, "Oh, this is filth." You know, such <laughs> filth. <laughs> So, uh, one thing I thought was fun. Oh, one th- one thing about the cast. First of all, mm-hmm. Claire Forlani was yep. or- originally in the Famke Jansen. I think Famke role. Jansen's way better. I yeah, I like yeah, I, like, Cla- I yeah. like Claire For- Forlani a lot. Um, but I I thought I thought Famke Jansen was awesome in this role. Uh, they actually were worried that her like they they didn't want Famke Jansen. At first, because they were worried that she was going to be too recognizable, because yeah. she had just done Goldeneye. Yeah, was she the girl in Goldeneye? She who, was Natalia. She was she the one that like strangled the dude with her thighs. She was right. Be- 
she got him in like a headlock, but with her been, thighs and I, like strangled the guy to death. I'm pretty sure that was her. I remember the video game more than I remember the movie. <laughs> and I don't think that scene was in the video game. So I, <laughs> no, definitely not. I would need to go back and rewatch it. I haven't I, seen I, it I, in I'm, years. I, I'm pretty sure. And then because, yeah, because then at one point she's uh, going to make sweet, Wait, sweet she's not love. Natalia. She's not Natalia. She's like the Russian chick. Natalia is a Russian name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> I need to rewatch this. Movie. At one point in time, she's going to have sex with uh, James Bond, and then she wraps her legs around uh, not his neck, but his torso, and mm-hmm. starts to give him the old python squeeze. You say that like it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. I actually, <laughs> here's an embarrassing story. <laughs> a, a, a buddy of mine. We were, like, having a wrestling match one time, and he got me in that leg lock with his legs wrapped around my torso, and he squeezed me so hard that I grabbed myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was wearing teal sweatpants. I remember remember it was like it was yesterday. So his buddy gave him the anaconda, and he grabbed himself. (laughs) This This is bad. I would say we should edit this part out, nope. but but let's just oh, let's bad. just keep it honest. All right, this let's is move a, on. Let's move on. Uh, uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah whoa, 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 whoa. Just one thing that I was gonna say that's funner, funny earlier. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Treat Williams, his character John Finnegan, his catchphrase in the script was, uh, "What now?" They changed it in the movie to, uh, "Now what?" I can see the artistic expression. I don't know. Like uh, to me, if I were Treat Williams, like how how do you work under these conditions where people are just like changing the script all willy nilly? It's crazy. I mean, honestly, the second one sounds better, so I can kind of get behind it. Like now what? I just I just think it's I just think it's funny that that was a fun fact that they put on IMDb. (laughs) Like that's not a fun fact. That's literally just. You switch two words around. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, um, so we're talking about uh, on the water right now before we get in the water. Ooh, hello. Uh, so Deep Rising uh, was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, another flick that I watched for the first time that you have seen, that you've actually been telling me to watch for a long time, is this flick called Triangle. This this was the first time you watched it? Yes. I thought we watched it together no, the first I've time. I've never seen oh, Triangle dude, before. this movie is so um, cool. I was, I was trying to find some other stuff to watch before the uh, before the episode here, and yeah. I, I came across it, and I go, oh, this is, this is the movie that you always talk about. Yeah. Um, I had always thought that there was another movie called The Triangle that was a TV miniseries, and I always thought that was a movie. At least the one that I'm thinking of. So, so I watched it. It's directed by Christopher Smith, um, who we've been talking about a little bit recently, who did Creep and Black Death that I watched uh, last week. Oh, I guess I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, or, yeah. or did you say that last week? I said it last week. Yeah, okay. You, yeah. I guess I didn't I didn't really put two and two together, though. I didn't realize If you don't know, you don't know. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is starring Melissa George and Liam, Liam Helmsworth. I think this is probably a very early Liam Helmsworth role. Liam um, Hem- Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I have on, an L man. on there. I have an L on there. Probably a typo on my part. Whatever. <laughs> um, so this... I Okay. So I don't want to give anything away, so the uh, description that I'm going to give is a little bit vague. But uh, the story, it revolves around passengers of a yachting, uh, yacht trip in the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, they get hit by this big storm. They capsize. And... Let's... let's sorry to interrupt, but let's preface this one with... The fact that there will be spoilers right here. Um, Because you can't really talk about this movie in any sort of depth without giving some stuff away. And honestly, it's such a fun movie to watch. Like, even if we give the spoilers away, still watch it if it sounds interesting to you because it's a great movie. I'm actually going to say skip ahead if you haven't seen it and watch the movie and then come back 
It's on Netflix, right? Uh, I watched it on YouTube. Oh, of well, all it's on YouTube too. Yeah, uh, it's not on Netflix anywhere. Go watch it. I I think it's probably best to go into it not knowing much about it. I agree, which did, I did. You did know a lot about it. I no, I didn't know a whole lot at all. Oh yeah, like I knew that there was a, a weird loopy thing, but yeah. I didn't know what exactly it okay, was. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Um, no, they get they get hit by a bad storm. They capsize. They happen upon a cruise ship, and then from there, shit just spirals out of control because they get essentially stuck in this continuous time loop and things keep which, happening which like, you don't actually you don't, you know, don't know that at first yeah it's like groundhog day horror movie yeah is actually very very much what it is yeah except for in groundhog's day he never nothing carries over right he never <laughs> uh he, like he never comes in contact with himself yeah which yeah. in this movie they do it but they don't uh did you, like, I went into this movie thinking it was a slasher, at first. Oh, because there's that there's that hooded figure, and I literally knew nothing about the movie going into it. So like, you see this hooded figure kind of stalking around the ship, and just very uh, town that dreaded sundown looking. It was yeah. I, I the first or, thing that I thought of. Or Friday too. Yeah, Friday. Well, bag on the yeah, head. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But uh, so. Until you realize what's going on, you're like, oh shit, there's like a bad guy on the on mm-hmm. the ship killing everybody. And once you actually figure out what's going on, it just blows your mind. Yeah, the writing in this movie is is phenomenal. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I, I can't even imagine how many passes it took to write this movie. Because yeah. it, it's like you wrote it, and then you have to almost rewrite it from the beginning again, and then go back and rewrite it. It's like because you have to make sure that everything lines yeah, up. Yeah, it's like I can't imagine. Like it must have taken forever to write the script though, because they probably got halfway, three quarters way through it, and then they had an idea, so they changed something back at the beginning, and yeah. they got back to that point, and they changed more. Like because that's what it does; it loops so many times. And what I love about it is you get the impression that it's looped maybe three or four times mm-hmm. for a, a little while, and then it drops the bombshell. That like the the first time you see it is one of the girls crawls to the end of the ship, and there's like hundreds of her own body, dude, strung about that scene. And it was like, oh my god, this has been going on forever. That like scene, this is crazy. That scene literally like scared the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah, it was. It's because when she she walks up there and because that girl at at, at at that point that girl's like crawling away from the killer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If I'm, I haven't watched it in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, no, no, no. well, well, she's, she thinks it's the killer because of the, the, right, right. Of the twists and turns. But. Um, she's crawling away and she gets up to that part of the deck, like the uh, the bow of the ship. Yes. And when you first see that entire bow of the ship just filled with her, co- <laughs> like copies of her, that scared yeah. the hell out of me. It just gave me like the worst chills ever. I, it was. So so weird and surreal. Upon finishing this movie too, I realized you could put this movie on a loop and continuously yeah. play it, and it would never end. It well, would because, literally never end because well, even because even the end the, of the movie, it circles back around and feeds directly into the beginning of the movie. The end is the beginning is the end. Yes, and the, the beginning, beginning is the end, end is, is the beginning. beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, I, one of the things I will say this though, um, I gotta I gotta ask this. So major spoilers here. So if you just another forewarning. Um, the end of the movie, she goes back to her house. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Not only do you not realize that she's a real piece of shit mother yeah. to begin with, oh, which I, I thought was unnecessary. Mm. Honestly, I didn't quite understand why they had to add that in the script, it, but it's it bu- there. It bummed me out a lot. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that being said, though, so she she finds out that she's a or you find out that she's a real piece of shit mother. This whole ordeal has changed her her outlook on life, and she tries to correct it. Mm-hmm. She gets in her car with her kid. She's driving car crash. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking at this point. So she walks away from the car crash. In the beginning of the movie, she's all disheveled. She's crazy. So I'm thinking that's why she's like that. That's why she looks like a wreck is is because she was in a car crash, right? Mm-hmm. But then that moves on, and then she's standing in the road, looking at the car crash. Where did that replica come from? That made no sense to me. Where did? Where did like that? Where in the story did she walk into? You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's let's start at the. This is gonna be. <laughs> let's start at the end. Maybe, maybe this is bad to get into. Yeah, let's let's try to do this quick. We'll start yeah. at the end, which is actually the beginning. Okay. So she. In, so, what you don't see in the beginning of the movie, but what is actually the beginning is she's a piece of shit mom. Yes. Uh, but actually, herself from the future is looking in yes. on her being a piece of shit she goes in and kills herself yes <laughs> this is yeah <laughs> it's weird <laughs> crazy spoilers uh she goes in and kills herself the son sees her do it he's all freaked out mm-hmm. she says it's gonna be okay she loads him in the car and on the way to wherever they're going they get in a wreck and she he he dies. The only so she. I hope this is okay for everyone to listen to. Cause she, yeah, well, she, the she she knows that the only way to possibly save him mm-hmm. is to get back on that ship no, and I know go that. through the ordeal again. But where does the replica come from, though? Was there just another one there watching the the? the she knew that the car was going to crash, so she waited or something. Like, where did she come from? Why think, was she not in that car? I think she got out of the car. Or is she looking no, at? No, she's looking at her own dead body after the car crash. Oh. So where did she come from? Gosh, I gotta because, rewatch because this Because in the movie, though, she she repeats the same things over and over and over. So by that logic, she would be in that car again. She would have broken her kid out of the house. She would have put the kid in the car, and she would be in the car. So she gets back from the boat trip, and yeah. she sees the car wreck. Oh no! That no, make that doesn't sense, make sense though. either. She's gotta that rewatch spirit? this. Like, What's that? Is no. it the spirit out of the body? No, watching? no, no. It, it, th- th- that was the one thing. This doesn't make the movie bad by any stretch, but it was the one thing that I was watching. I go, that, that doesn't make sense. Can we can we finish this conversation next week? To be continued. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to rewatch it yes. now. Okay. And I'm going to. And this is probably boring people, so let's move on. <laughs> it is a shame, though, because you think in... Um, in movies like that, you got to be so precise to make sure everything is spot on. And yeah. You think you would just catch something like that? And maybe there's a reason I, I for a, it. Maybe feeling, there's a reason for it. I have a feeling it. there's an explanation for it. I just, I need, like I said, yeah. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Okay. So yep. if you fast forwarded, you can listen now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that anymore. But you couldn't possibly know that. Uh, um, anyway. Okay. Go so ahead. What's next on, uh, on you? Anything? Um, uh, let's go with another one of yours. Okay. Okay, so the, my next couple are, they all fall into the same category, so I'm going to talk about them quick. Okay. Um, I watched a, um, a movie called Deep Star Six. Okay. This is from 1989. Cool. Same year that The Abyss came out. Ooh. Classic The Abyss. You guys have seen oh, the, the Abyss, Abyss, right? Oh, The Abyss, dude. That's so good. It's one of the best. Is The Abyss on, on your list? I did not rewatch it for the episode, but I will talk about it because I know it pretty damn well. Um, we could uh, I, we could always add that into a different episode. Sure, sure. Yeah. Point is, though, point is this, though. Uh, all these movies, they're very similar. This, The Abyss, and then another movie that I'm going to talk about. I don't want to say the name yet, because 
my favorite movie of this genre. Uh, but all these movies, they blend together because you have an underwater base. And you know, like, they all have that area where the submarines come up in the base. Yep. And there's that, that seal. It's like the same scene in every underwater horror movie mm-hmm. where something will eventually just come up through that that, that sub, the submersible bay or whatever underwater. You know what I'm talking about? You mentioned this a few weeks ago when you watched that shitty eel movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What it, was they, that called? A, a deep shock. Deep shock. Deep shock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they all oh, have and, that and same all, sound. And all every of these movie. movies have the same word in the title. Deep, 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 deep shock, deep blue sea, deep, deep star, star six. Uh, there's one though that yeah, deepest bluest. <laughs> My head is like a shark's fin. fin. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, like uh, yeah. So deep star six, uh, not a great movie. Uh, <laughs> made in 1989, directed by Sean Cunningham, uh, oh. who brought Friday the 13th to the world. Never and, heard of it. Uh, oh well, we'll move on then. Um, <laughs> so this is starring a very young Miguel Ferrer, or Ferrer. Uh, Miguel Fer- Ferrer. Ferrer, that's the I, one. I've always said Ferrer. Yeah, uh, very the, young Ferrer. The the late Miguel. The late Ferrer. He just Miguel passed Ferrer, away yep. last month, right? Uh, and then um, Elia Baskin. And if you don't know who Elia Baskin is, uh, I recognize him from. Did you ever see the the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies? Yes. He was uh, he was Tobey Maguire's landlord. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Russian guy or whatever. Like, oh, you owe me rent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with the with the real lanky daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was him. He had a starring role in Deep Star Six, which I was kind of funny. I've never seen him in like a more, you know, not supporting role. Um, but basically, they're uh, they're this underwater crew who is trying to put in a nuclear uh, like missile launch pad on the bottom of the ocean, and there's these underground cave systems, and so they have to bomb out the cave systems to make it flat land. But there's giant prehistoric animal snake things oh, that no. live in the, the Earth's core. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I actually finished watching this movie just before I came here today. Um, this movie is absolutely just okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the, the funny thing about it is that uh, the guy that wrote the movie, Louis uh, Abernathy, I believe that's how you say his name, good friends with James Cameron. James Cameron made The Abyss the same year. James Cameron thought that this movie was going to take away from The Abyss's earnings mm-hmm. and begged him not to release this movie in the same year really he didn't and the two of them had a falling out for years until cameron made titanic and then they worked together again it's just what, very funny in was lewis abernathy a, a writer on titanic i don't know if he was a writer but he helped uh, film some of the underwater titanic scenes oh right on uh so yeah i don't know but like it was just it was just funny though that looking at both of those movies how much better the abyss is that he was terrified that this was going to hurt the earnings of it. It's ridiculous. Uh, the only thing they can take away yeah, is even I'm, I'm reading the, the tagline right here, and it says, not all aliens come from space. Save your last breath to scream. Like, the not all aliens come from space part? I mean, that's literally just like the abyss. Yeah. Because, you know, they're down yeah, there. Yeah, very, they're very similar. Yeah. Uh, Cameron's had a better creature, in my opinion. Well, the abyss is... Awesome. Far superior, Such yeah. Such a great movie. Um, the only good thing that came from this movie, though, is that there's some really cool creature effects at the end in the form of like a just a giant like Godzilla-looking rubber-suited tentacle thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Lots of teeth, lots of slitheries. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, That's I've fine already, right there. I've already talked too much about this, though. It's not oh. a great movie, but uh-huh. it was fun. Okay. <laughs> so, well, what else you got, then? Uh, okay, so one of my favorite movies of this genre is a movie called Sphere. Mm. Have you guys ever seen Sphere? Mm-hmm. 
I remember when I first watched this, I thought it was like a perfect movie. Like I thought that like the the the, the mix of of horror and science fiction and psychological horror and couple that with an all-star cast dustin hoffman sharon stone samuel L. jackson um uh leave schreiber like it, peter coyote peter coyote <laughs> uh my, my point is like it all-star cast um and it's so psychological and it's so crazy it mind fucked me even even to like <laughs> the other day when i watched it you know hope you're wearing a condom because i got a dirty mind <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you've never heard of this movie, though, uh, a thousand feet below the ocean, Navy divers discover an object half a mile long. A crack team of scientists are deployed to the site in the deep sea habitats. What they find boggles the mind as they discovered a perfect metal sphere. Uh, what is the secret behind the sphere? Will they survive the mysterious manifestations? Uh, who or what is creating these? They may never live to find out. Which, if you haven't figured it out yet, the quote from the beginning of the episode was is from, from sphere. sphere. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just it's just a great great movie and it's really even though I've seen it I was still kind of thrown through a loop as to who was doing what because I had forgotten after you know a couple years of not seeing it I I, I haven't I, I love this movie I haven't seen it in years though uh-huh. so I'd, and my unfortunately my like pre 20 year old mind didn't retain a lot yeah <laughs> so, fair, enough, fair enough so I don't remember a ton of it but I remember really really loving it it's 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 great because like, every time that you think that you know what's going on, it swaps it around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and it's really cool. The ending can be a little bit confusing because it jumps from uh so from like realization to realization to real like it really yeah. just jumps all over the map until it like settles itself down. Mm-hmm. That can be a little bit jarring. Um, but other than that, I love this movie. I I think this movie is is one of the best underwater horror movies probably ever made. That along with probably the abyss, you know. Um, Does it? I mean, would you? Um, is it, it's it's very science fiction, right? Oh yeah, well, it was written. It was based on a book written by Michael Crichton. Oh, who was a science fiction science writer. fiction writer? Yeah, you know, Jurassic Park and Drama Strain all have been fantastic movies, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, Sphere. Um, so yeah, it, it comes with a very science fictiony, you know, background, but there's definitely horror and it's psychological horror. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did not know about this this flick is. Uh, one of the visual effects artists on the, on the movie uh, is in a band. Uh, a band called Linkin Park. Ooh. What? Uh, Joseph Hahn, the DJ for Linkin Park. Mr. Hahn? Mr. Hahn is a visual effects artist who worked on Sphere. Really? He also worked on... Uh, that is a fun fact. It is. <laughs> uh, he, I didn't, he also I no worked on Dune. Uh, the miniseries Dune, not the uh, not the David Lynch movie, but sure. the uh, I forget the name of the guy that made it, but the other the other Dune, if you will. Yeah. Uh, he worked on that, and then he did some X Files episodes and the Outer Limits episodes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, he went to school for it. I oh. had never never knew. That's awesome. I never had no knew. idea. Yeah. And his effects in it, I know exactly what he did. Is like a little snake looking creature that uh, attacks Dustin Hoffman. That snake looking creature is one of my most vivid memories from the With movie. With the big jaw yeah, like, yeah, clamping yeah. his face mask. Yeah. That was Mr. Han. He did that whole thing. Wow, that's awesome. The that's more really you know. cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, like I, just, I thought that was that was pretty crazy. Cool. Um, so yeah, I wondered has he done any of the Lincoln Park stuff? As far as videos, like, oh, yeah, he, directs, imagine, all, he right? directs all the videos. He's directed videos for a ton of other acts as well. He does all of the graphic design work for the most part for a lot of their albums and stuff. Don't you don't you hate people like that that are just so good at everything? 
Don't hate me. <laughs> don't hate on me. Um, yeah. So, you're, you're good at belching into microphones, and that's about I it. I done that this episode. Come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have one more. Should I, just, should I keep going? Uh, it, it's not Mega Shark versus the Giant Octopus, is it? No. Have you seen that one? I haven't. I haven't either, but it looks interesting. <laughs> All right, so let's jump ship from uh, ah, no, jump no ship. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from psychological to straight up just creature, you know? Okay. Like fish. Yes, let's do that. Uh, the original Piranha, directed oh, by Joe Dante. Yeah, great movie. From the water. I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than this. Um, which is funny for me to say, considering I just watched it for the first time <laughs> in the last like two days. <laughs> but I was. Thoroughly entertained and actually kind of surprised how good this movie was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm familiar with the remakes. I'm a huge fan of those schlocky, terrible CG, Christopher Lloyd old man scientist piranha you, movies, you know? You mean just an excuse to like show boobs? I, listen, we just got <laughs> off Women Horror Month. I wasn't going to go there. Okay? <laughs> Speaking of Christopher Lloyd, you'll have to throw out there that little thing we looked up earlier, too. The, uh, the, 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 the O'Reilly's website? Oh, I'm yeah. Just throwing, go, to, go to O'Reilly's <laughs> website and search for a product, right? And in the product search, type, uh, product number one, two, one, G. Just do it. We're not going to tell you what happens. Oh, but I wasn't here. What are you guys you talking about? Well, well, then you have to go home and do it. I'm just going to do it right now. <laughs> All right. You guys go ahead and Continue. talk about this. Okay, I'm do so it. Piranha, 1978, directed by Joe Dante. If you don't know the name Joe Dante, then just stop listening to us. But he directed <laughs> Gremlins, The Burbs, The Howling, uh, Small Soldiers. Like The list goes on and on. Like He's... he's Legend. Um, uh, so this movie's starring, I would say starring Dick Miller. He's more of a secondary character. I just don't know who the actual stars are. So just, every time I hear his name, I want to I want to say it with different emphasis. Instead of Dick Miller, I want to say it Dick Miller. <laughs> <laughs> like that's your job. You mill dicks. I mean, when he graduated, it was Miller Dick. That, that doesn't make any good. sense. <laughs> that wasn't as it good. sounded better in my head. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like at the end of the, uh, um, is it uh, not CSI? Uh, SVU. The guy who created SVU is Dick Wolf. <laughs> it's not Dick Wolf. It's wolf Dick. Dick. It's Dick Wolf. Or just, Wolf Dick. Or Wolf Dick. If you look him up in the yellow pages, yeah. All right. So uh, back to Piranha. When flesh-eating piranhas are accidentally released into a summer resort's rivers, the guests become their next meal. Um, it's, it's, it's as lowbrow as you can get, in all fairness. You know, it's a, it's a scientific experiment gone wrong. They get released into the wild, and people get eaten. Now, were they, uh, I can't I can't remember, were they breeding them as a, a weapon of some kind? Yes, yeah, it was a military installment, Yeah, and they were breeding them for, for some end game or whatever, and they canceled the project, and so there's only one, like, scientist left on the premises, like, taking care of them. Uh, and when two uh, young people go missing, and their remnants are found at this uh, compound, if you will, um, yeah, so they, the, the, the people looking for the people... The people looking for the people. Can I explain <laughs> the, this any worse? The people looking for the people. Um, the woman and the man who are hired to find them, yeah. they come across the compound and they go, oh, let's just drain the water to see if they're at the bottom of it. And in doing so, they release the piranhas and there just so happens to be a brand new resort down the river. And that's, you know, the movie essentially. Now you texted me and said, uh, there's some like 
pretty good stop motion. There is. In this movie. I was shocked by this. Okay, so so the the two people who are hired to go find uh, the missing kids, they when they first go into the military compound, they're looking around, and because the guy is still there doing his thing, there's these weirdly mutated piranha-looking things, like they're almost walking on two legs, and it's awesome stop motion. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I watched them. Like, I had no idea that these kind of effects were in this movie. Not a lot of it. Was this your first time seeing Yeah. You said this was your first time? I've never seen the original. Oh, right on. Um, Movies that make Mike a douche for not seeing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That was in some episode. I don't know. Long time ago. (laughs) Brought it back. OG. Um, So anyway, yeah, I was shocked by it, though. I didn't know that these... That these kind of effects were in this movie, I always figured that was just fish on a stick that they used, which which they did, <laughs> which they did. But like, I just figured that's all it was, you know. Um, the uh, the the sound that the piranha make too when they're eating is awesome. It was like it was the sound of like a little motor on top of the water sputtering, and they recorded it, I think under the water, and so it got this really dissonant like. Oh, that's like, actually how they sound. made the yeah. sound, like the yeah. Yeah, it was just super cool. Like everything was super creative in this movie, and it was fun. And this was back when you had like, these Roger Corman schlocky like B horror movie flicks that were just total fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't those kind of movies don't really exist anymore. Like you have B you know B grade movies, but like they're all using visual visual effects now, and they look yeah. crappy. And like I don't know, there's a charm to these old like seven late seventies. I was actually, uh, I, I was listening to a, oops, I just dropped my phone. Uh, I was listening to a, a podcast, or not a podcast, it was like a um, like a movie review thing on YouTube a long time ago and, uh, uh, about Piranha, and uh, um, Universal uh-huh. tried to sue, who was it, what was the production company? That, uh, New World. Uh, New, New World. World. Universal was... tried to sue New World yeah. for, for spoofing Jaws. Yeah, New World is Roger Corman's company right. back in the day. Yeah, uh, they tried to sue New World for spoofing Jaws for this movie, yep. but then Steven Spielberg himself... Loved it. ...saw the movie and he <laughs> loved it, and then and then Universal I mean, they, dropped the suit. They go as far as in the beginning of the movie, uh, the, main, the main girl character, she's playing a video game called Jaws. She is. Yeah, it's like they, they didn't make no, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. No they, buts about it. Right. Like they're they're ripping off Jaws, and they know it. You know, it was it was right after that, and there was tons. Of the Orca was another one that did it. Like, yeah. there's tons of Jaws ripoffs, and honestly, they're fun. We which should do a whole is, episode which on is just Jaws what, ripoff movies. Wait, like, is there really any? <laughs> I guess pun intended. Would that suit hold any water <laughs> at all? Really? Um, I mean, like, it, because it's it's two completely different species. No, of... I think at the time when Jaws came out, there wasn't a whole lot of like killer fish, for lack of a better word of saying. I know that was a shark a fish technically. A shark, not not technically. It is, is it, a it, fish. It, yes, like biologically, it is a fish. The more <laughs> you, you know. stupid idiot. Whatever. <laughs> Do I look like a shark whisperer to you? Um... <laughs> Uh, point is though, it, after before Jaws, there wasn't a whole lot of killer fish movies. I don't think you know. So as soon as that happened, it was like anything in the water could be used as a weapon to kill people. Yeah, you know, and these the the, the bee people just took hold of it and added a ton of blood and called it a day. <laughs> it's like like Piranha is is Jaws with blood and tits. Like that's that's Piranha. It is. 
Sounds like a Friday night. <laughs> Speaking of tits, uh, so in the movie, I just found this to be really funny because Women in Horror Month is over. <laughs> this, Let's talk about some titties. This proves this this proves the the lowbrow of Roger Corman. Yeah, is that in the movie the main girl uh, goes topless uh-huh. and the begin the, the girl goes missing goes of topless. Course, yeah, and uh, they don't show her face though, so it was clearly a body double, and. Um, it's funny because the she didn't want to do it because like her family would object to it or something, and so they got the waitress at the Holiday Inn that they were staring staying at. They paid her to show her tits, basically, and that's what's on film. Really? Yeah. Just a Holiday Inn. Like, She's a nobody. Uh, like a waitress. Like, let, let us. Then we pay you to get naked. Oh. That's Roger Corman. Man. I wish <laughs> I wish somebody would come up to me and say, "Can I pay you to get naked?" Because I would do it right now. Like seriously, offer me a little yeah, I bit of money. Yeah, a dollar on me. Yeah, I'll get naked. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but yeah, I just I just thought that was funny. Like it's that's yeah, that's the really... low budget, low brow of yeah, Roger yeah. Corman. You know, for sure. Come on. Um, that's well, all I got for it though. My last note for for this movie is just Corman, baby. <laughs> Corman, baby. <laughs> Have you seen the new Death Race movie yet? No, I need to. Yeah, I we need gotta to watch that. I haven't, uh, I haven't found time to fit it in yet. But <laughs> what are you? <laughs> You just found a picture of a shark and a horse. It's fantastic. <laughs> a, sh- a horse. Save that picture and send it to me because that's going on the Tumblr. Would you call shark. it? A, would you call it a horse shark? A horse yeah. shark. Or a horse shark. Shorts. A shorts. Or a. Don't. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself. Sh- <laughs> Shellian. What? It's like a, a shark and a oh, scallion. Oh, like a sh- yeah. But that yeah, sounds okay. more like a scallion. Maybe it's a maybe it's a baby one, and it's a shoney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, or, uh, or, or is it a park? Oh my gosh, guys, hold on. <laughs> Everybody, shut up. Uh, we decided we've been talking about the ocean all night. Yes. Really. So uh, we figured we'd take it to a smaller body of water for our last little, movie little that we're going to discuss. Fresh water, yeah, a little bit of fresh water action. In the tributaries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the trials and tributaries. <laughs> It's not, That's it's, a good it's name a, for it's a, a. It's a good name. Should we use it though? Most of our movies we're talking about. No, are not no, no. I, no, we're gonna do. We're gonna do an episode that's all about river horror, okay. and we're gonna call it Trials and Tributaries. Done. Uh, TM. Write this down. TM. We're gonna forget about. For it. anybody listening, TM. <laughs> that that is a that is a legal. That is a legally binding trademark. Any spiritual based <laughs> podcast coming after us, telling us we need to change the name of our uh, of our episode because. <laughs> uh, so okay, so um, we decided we'd take it to fresh water and uh, take it to a movie that we all are fond of because so, it's one of the biggest pieces of crap in the so, world. So so far, we've talked about movies take place on cruise ships, yeah. on boats, mm-hmm. and there has been like weird, wormy looking. Sea creatures, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There's been uh, weird time shift on the water. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some fucking anacondas. Yeah, is there a movie about those? Yeah, I think it was called Big Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass snake. <laughs> the sequel to Big Ass Spider. <laughs> the uh, the movie in question, of course, is Anaconda. Yes, starring the illustrious Ice Cube. <laughs> The illustrious ice cube. And J-Lo. <laughs> and J-Lo. And John Voight using perhaps the worst. Southern the Southern wor- Is that supposed to be or like Bayou a... accent? Or... I think it's supposed to be like a Creole accent. Yeah, yeah. But just the absolute worst Creole accent in history. It's it's um, so bad. This was John Voight's first film, wasn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, he was a newcomer. Yeah, yeah. They, they needed J-Lo and Ice Cube to really give him uh, give him that, that push. Oh, come on. Let's move on to actually talking about... Okay, so uh, Anaconda from 1997, if you're not aware of the film... Uh, it's a uh, it's about a National Geographic crew that heads down the Amazon in a jungle boat to make a documentary on a long lost tribe of natives. En route, they rescue a hunter from his sinking boat and take him on board. After the ship's captain is attacked by a poisonous insect and goes comatose, the hunter commandeers the boat, takes the crew hostage, and drags them along on his insane quest to capture a giant anaconda. Mm. That's that's pretty much the whole movie. Pretty That's much all but, you need to but know. But you know what, though, he eventually pointed them in the right direction of the tribe, so it was it was good. He did. It's he true. did. Yeah. So he was a good guy. So all in all, he was a pretty decent good goy, fella. Good, good goy, John Voight. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I do want to point out though, uh, we missed a couple of people in the cast. Owen Wilson was in this yeah. flick. Oh wow! He died in the ver- <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't say wow. Uh, yeah, and also Danny Trejo has a small role in this movie as well. So, just putting that out there because we missed it. And uh, and Frank Welker <laughs> plays the anaconda. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He was the voice. Oh, what? he. Like, the that's, voice? that's the thing that always that's the thing that always got me about that the anaconda like screams at the end of the movie when it's on fire and stuff. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh damn it! Damn it! These birds. No, no, like the the anaconda like makes like vocal noises, which I don't think can, I, can I snakes guess... actually make. No, I know a cobra can. I will not all not just a cobra, but snakes can hiss. But like this thing is actually screaming and stuff. I it's... I think that no, no, I don't think they can. Uh, well, no, obviously. I'm sure they, they can make like screeching sounds like any animal can, but yeah. like as far as there's no vocal cords or anything like that. Not like an anaconda. <laughs> well, apparently, Frank Welker thinks they can. <laughs> you sons of bitches! You know what actually? You know what always got to me in this movie? It's the uh, because uh, Eric Stoltz, mm-hmm. he's the one that gets bitten bitten by the uh, the wasp or yeah. whatever. Yep. Doesn't it crawl down his mouth? Yeah, he's. How like, does it end up in his mouth? I can't remember. Oh, uh, it, oh, oh! It, it's uh, it's in his um, mouthpiece yeah, when he's when he's underwater. He's underwater. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it it crawls in, and then he comes up to the uh, to the surface. He's freaking out, and then uh, Ice Cube jumps in the water after him. Water immediately got cold. Yeah, I don't know how snakes can survive anymore in that river. <laughs> the water, the water freezes <laughs> over because it's filled with ice. <laughs> they somehow get him back to the boat, and uh, and they they say, "What happened? What happened?" He opens his mouth and this. Giant wasp comes yeah. crawling. That's disgusting. Yeah, to begin it really with. is. But then, I think you mentioned earlier something about it. They all think that John uh, Voight's crazy. Yeah. And oh, then, I'm just gonna stab your buddy in the throat and <laughs> stick a pen in his throat. He does like a makeshift tracheotomy on him, jams a knife in his throat, and then shoves a big pen in there. But hey, he's gonna be all right. He's he's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> This just, what accent is that? I don't know. It's it's bad. It's John uh, Voight's version of uh, Snake Hunters. I guess. <laughs> what is Snake Hunters? Snake Hunters have their own signature accent. That's oh. a little known oh. fact. Oh, really? And John Voight really honed in on it. I'm going to catch this. This anaconda. It's got to rattle. All right. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. What else about this movie? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I love giant 
animal movies. We talked about this movie a I little bit in yeah. our in our first uh, second or third episode for Killer Animals. Yeah, I think we touched on Anaconda, and uh, and 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 it still stands. Like Killer Snake movies are hilarious. They're great. They're horror movies that are not. Maybe I think I don't think they're meant to be taken seriously personally. Well, I, it depends. I mean, like if you were the type of person who had a, a like a snake phobia, a terrible fear of snakes, then it might really be. I something. suppose, and, and even if not, because it's this whole aspect of you're you're riding in a boat and this thing could jump up at any time, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I I used this term earlier. It's like popcorn horror, though. It's a horror yeah. movie, but it's made to entertain you. It's it's not made to be the most serious thing in the world. Right. You know? it, you're, you're talking about like a fifty foot giant, like like three foot around anaconda. Like well, that, in, the, in this clearly mo- those don't exist. <laughs> I'm sure they do. No, no, well, they don't. Pretty damn close. John Voight killed it. They don't <laughs> exist anymore. They're pretty close. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I don't know what the record is, but anacondas are. Pretty, it's not anywhere close to that, though. It's got to be. It's not. It's got to be. I'll corrections we'll, for next we'll week. We'll figure it but out. It's not. But uh, in this movie, there are two anacondas, though, yes. right? Yeah. There's the there's the big one, and there's the big ass one. Right. There's the big one, and then there's the unrealistically like the one that can move like a. The way that the tentacles moved in Deep Rising, mm-hmm. the second anaconda, she can move like that. Yeah. Like, like, like super unrealistically fast. Right. Like through everything. Yeah. Like the way a snake just can't move. I What I remember the most about this movie is the ending. They uh, they get the snake like trapped in this like silo mm-hmm. and uh, they, they end up lighting it on fire. It's like a this... chimney, like a smokestack or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I just remember the snake itself at the very end, like... Like God bless these these VFX artists. They tried. <laughs> they really did. You can tell they made this the best they could. Mm. But the world was the world of film was not ready for a movie like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really I'm really overselling this, but like like it just looks bad. Like mm. it doesn't look good. It, it it doesn't hold up at all. Which real- is to me sort of the charm nowadays. If you go back and watch it, it's just well, there's there's something like when you when you when you split screen time between really bad CGI uh-huh. and really bad practical effects, yeah, because they did they did the CGI like when it was like wrapping itself around the ladder and coming up at them, that was really bad yeah. CGI. Yeah, and then when they set it on fire and it was literally like it no longer moved like a snake; it just moved like this giant like fixed arm. Yeah, like, was that wave, the part when Frank Welker started screaming? When what? When Frank started screaming. What was he screaming? I'm a snake oh, and I'm oh, on fire. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, I got to be honest with you. You could actually get a job, I think. I think voicing, it was actually voicing Anaconda. <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that like uh, that piss me off like snakes don't scream. Neither do sharks. In, 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 uh, in was it Jaws 3? You haven't mm-hmm. seen it. So I have you, not, no. There's, uh, I think it's. I think it's Jaws three, where they they get him to swallow this thing that has a like an electric charge, and they keep hitting him with it. Like if you watch it, or no, this might actually be Jaws four. You know the Jaws video game, the NES video game. It's based off of Jaws the Revenge. I think it's Jaws the Revenge because a lot of people it took. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really veering off, but it's still sea sea bound stuff. A lot of people took issue with the end of the NES Jaws game because they were like, this has nothing to do with the movie. 
when it had everything to do with one of the movies. Sure. Because at the end of the video game, you're actually shocking Jaws and making him jump out of the water and trying to stab him with the front end of your boat. And people were really pissed off because they're like, this isn't Jaws, but it was. It was yeah. one of the Jaws movies. It's just not the first Jaws movie. But when every my, my main point was every time they shock him and Jaws breaches and jumps out of the water, he screams like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And sharks can't do that. Fairly certain. Bruce can. <laughs> Bruce can. <laughs> and is that what a T-Rex sounded like? Absolutely. Also, okay. also, also named Bruce. <laughs> Sorry, I really veered off for a second uh, there. I know when you're veering off though, I had the greatest idea ever. What? Jaws five Anaconda Jaws. <laughs> Jaws Aconda. Jaw either or. <laughs> either or. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we could we could write sci fi movies. It's like it's an Anaconda, but instead of like how Rattlesnake has the rattle at the end, it's got jaws. <laughs> it's got the jaws of a of a shark. Oh and God. so that's what it uses to you know, like it goes we, have, we have to stop. We have to go. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's do you guys have that. Do you guys have anything else to say? Nope. The one thing I'll the one thing I'll end on. Uh, the anaconda eats John Voight. Yep. And then regurgitates him, and he lands on the deck on his knees and winks at the chick before he dies. The it was, weird, it was that uh, the weirdest J-Lo, fucking right? thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like the chick, like is that supposed to be like just like crazy firing of synapses in his brain that I causes think, his body to wink, or was he literally winking at her before he died? I think he's he just an old man who he knows he's dying. He sees a beautiful woman in front of him, goes, "Hey, baby," and just winks Wink, at her. Dead. Creeper. <laughs> just weird. That's it. All right. That's it. <laughs> I think. I think. That is the best and the worst possible way to end this episode, so we'll just run with that. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I had a blast recording this oh, time. Yeah, I was, really did. Yeah, Hopefully that translates to Good, t- good time. Hopefully it's fun <laughs> to listen to. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud, and also the Horror Amino app. Is it, is it the Horror Amino? There's no website for it. It's just an app. Never mind. It's just an app, yeah. Disregard that. iOS or Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us in all those places at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can find us on the Twitters at the Buzzed Kill PC. And you can find J Raj at OceanRecordingStudio.com and follow on social media at Ocean Recording. And uh, don't yeah. forget to check out the Buzzed Kill Oh, wow. Good pickup on that one because yeah, I think both of us were going to forget we about forgot it. it. That would have been the first time in forever. Last week I promised it was going to be up on time. You know what it was? It was only a day late. Not even. Like four hours late. Well, come yeah. on now. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> to all six people that listened to it before then, that'll, I apologize. That'll do it for uh, Title Terror or. Title Terror. Tit- title Terror. Title Terror. All right. That's it. Okay. That's the one. Well, no, because tides are really only in the ocean. Mm. We'll come up with a better name for it, I promise. Anyway. Water, water bitches. <laughs> what? Cheers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>